Blog Talk Radio. On this, but I want to ask you here because I think this is a question that comes up a lot, especially when it comes to talking about the soul and what yes. role the actual soul plays with us. You know, we have the mind, the body, and some yeah. would say the soul and the connection that it plays in our transformation as becoming gods and goddesses yes. walking on this earth. What is that connection between the soul and, and, and what do we need that for in our transformation? The soul is all there really is. Everything else is a projection of the soul. And this particular soul, when it starts to wake itself up, which is a sun, S-U-N-S-O-N. Right. You see what I'm saying? A star. Every man, every woman is a star. Whenever it starts to wake itself up, it, it, it does various things. Some souls are still asleep. So therefore, in place of it, the ego exists and su- supposes itself to be the individual. That's most people. But then, but then when the soul starts to wake up, it starts to send signals to the consciousness to remember itself. So you start reading, you start studying, and you start, you know, going into this particular consciousness. Now, there's several distractions in there because when the soul is trying to do it, the ego is still involved, and it's a hard process because you can get distracted again, which means the ego can go, hey, this soul is waking up, but I still love it. I want to be, I want to exist. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to take a part of this knowledge that ultimately will wake this soul up, and I'm going to have this person get locked in one of the areas of the knowledge. And it will suppose itself it's being knowledge, but because... It is locked into one area that's nothing but a form of ego. Mm. That's why they say master nothing. That's so the story goes in the, in, the, in the Holy Grail, they got a, 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 a knight called Parzival. Parzival is a knight that was raised in the country by his mother. His father was a knight. The father gets killed. The mother says, it's a horror story, basically. The father was a knight. The father gets killed. The mother says, I don't want him to be no knight. So she raises him way in the woods. And he plays with nature and everything. And so one day, he's out there in the woods, and he sees a shining knight in a silver shining suit. And he said, oh, my God, that's God. So he runs and tells his mom, he runs and tells his mama, say, Mom, I want to be a knight. And she almost faints. But she knows he's getting to be 18 now, and she can't hold him forever. So she has one of these plans. She takes him and, and shows him up a court jester's uniform and says, this is the uniform of a knight. So her plan is when he comes there looking like a clown at King Arthur's court, they, they will laugh him out of the court and he will run back home and never want to be a knight again. So he rides off to King Arthur's court. As soon as he rides off, she falls off dead. And the reason why she falls out dead is because when you're on this bridge, if you try to go backwards, you fall, fall, fall. You can never go backwards. You can never go home. So now, so what happens here is he gets to the court, night's court, and they are laughing and laughing and laughing at him with his court just in such a ridiculous outfit till it gets the ear of King Arthur. Thus, he, he's able to go into, it works the opposite. He's able to go right in front of King Arthur because of this funny outfit. And later on, he ends up becoming a knight, but all of the, this is now this is the key. All of the knights were proficient and masters, 
but they are always masters at one discipline. Right. Which means that you are still locked in a box. Whereas Parzival, because he was not raised into knighthood, he came from humble origins, he was able to get the Holy Grail when the other ones were not able to get the Holy Grail. The Holy Grail is i.e. his own soul and rise to the God level. That's what the mystery is. He is able to get the Holy Grail for the simple fact that by him not mastering the discipline, he was able to ride through all of the disciplines. You see what I'm saying? And get the, and, and get the, his own soul. So mastering, you master something, but if you master one section, you're only inflating your ego. By him being the divine fool, which is the tarot card, it's called the fool. And it is the only tarot card that can be used throughout the entire deck. It masters all. So that's what the humility is. So in so many words, you have to trick the ego to keep letting you go. So give me an example. Um, back in 08, back in 98, I, I produced my dark side lectures and started explaining all this stuff based on the dark side. Right. Now, I became famous with it, but I could have used it as a theology and say, that's what I'm an expert at and that's all I'm going to do. Right. And I would have got stuck. Hell, I'm talking about fucking archangels now. <laughs> in the relationship. So you never get stuck. You never turn anything into a theology. And that is the reason why most of these systems that people initiate in, they're never going to work because they are only a fragment of something. And ultimately, the ego can latch on to that. So in so many words, the soul sends this particular information so it can get to know itself, so it can remember who it is. Mm. You see what I'm saying? But the ego is there for distraction. But the soul is all there really is. And it's an entire maze between the soul and you. And, and you. And so what you have to ultimately do is to surrender and give up and say, I don't exist. So what I had to do is I had to get rid of Bobby Hemmings. Right. You see, and all that was dear to me, you see. That way you can eliminate the possibility of the ego latching on. Bobby Hinnon ain't around now for the ego to latch on. You see what I'm saying? I ain't got no goddamn scruples. <laughs> None. No scruples whatsoever. You see what I'm saying? Right. You know. I want to talk to you and talk to everybody out there about what I have learned is the most important and efficient way to get where you want to be it's to visualize don't hit me on my belly cause I'm on cry now I see the leeches clearly try to make me sound turn it upside down you can't take out me
time right now, lay back, close your eyes. Maybe you're running on a treadmill. Maybe you're on the train, on a plane. And I want you to visualize where you're going to be 5, 10, 20 years from now. And I promise you will be there. with Joey L, where remedy meets preparation. Yeah. Some love 
you, some will use you Nothing wrong with that as long as you know who's who Gemini, do what I want when I'm in the mood to Soon as they think you need something, that's when they lose you Soon as you know they need something, that's when you get them back Crazy when you know what they want, you never give them that Better to let her do a thing, I like to give her slack Smoke a little bit, but she drink, I like to get her smack Walk downstairs to the kitchen, I like to get her snack she get on my nerves, but I can live with that All the bullshit that I did, gotta consider that She just keep applying the pressure into a nigga crack, crack. German engineering, she pulling up Time to get out of here, we did the hood enough As if a nigga ain't hood enough Nah, baby, 99 ain't good enough What's up? You ain't gotta lie, just arrive being real You should try to just keep it one with me Real talk Should never be hard to be real when you keep it one and with me. You ain't gotta lie, just a ride, just keep it one and with me. Should never be hard to be real when you keep it one and with me. Now I'm asked for much, so if I dap you up, just please. Keep it one and with me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I gotta keep it real as the song is. Friends turn into Brothers when they've been with you the longest right? I know I ain't the brightest, I ain't saying you the wrongest no. But the maintenance man already told us that they was on us I Thought I had a buyer for the peas, they ain't like those Left them in your room, then you try to catch a flight, yo Deep down in your heart, you know that wasn't right, bro They fuck around and ran up in the crib, same night, yo Six pounds of haze in your closet is what they see in there 48K in my closet, I wasn't even there Work wasn't mine, but the money sure was What I should've knew was that it wasn't all love uh-huh. Bailed out and told me you was gonna give the bread back Your man was right there, he could tell you you said that Had to separate, I can't do the pretend shit The charges got thrown out and so did the friendship Just keep it one with me Word. You ain't gotta Word. lie, just arrive being real You should try to just keep it one with me Should never be hard to be real when you keep it one with me you ain't gotta lie, just a ride, just keep it one with me. Should never be hard to be real when you keep it one with me. You ain't gotta lie, just a ride, being real, you should try to just keep it one with me. Should never be hard to be real when you keep it one with me. You ain't gotta lie, just a ride, just keep it one with me. Yeah.
Our main objective at Trust Focus is for you to own nothing. No assets, no money, no property, literally nothing, but to control everything, all your assets and all your wealth, just like the rich and the wealthy have been doing for centuries already. If you owe nothing, you've got nothing to lose. We want you to become a bulletproof entrepreneur, a bulletproof property investor, a bulletproof business owner and wealth creator. We also want you to become unsequestratable. Think of it as being legally untouchable. If you don't own any assets, you're not worth a cent to a liquidator anyway. This means they can't even sequestrate or liquidate you. The goal of the game is for you to own zero in your personal capacity, to leave your estate with absolutely zero when you pass away. We will show you how you can literally and legally, effectively, separate your assets from your liabilities so that you can substantially mitigate and also minimize all your risks or at least some of your risks. Here are five everyday risks that entrepreneurs, property investors, business owners, and wealth creators come face to face with daily during their business operations. Number one, your spouse could potentially become your biggest creditor. 50% of South African marriages end up in divorce, unfortunately. Number two, business creditors suing you for loans or any accounts that might be outstanding. Risk number three, SARS is a massive financial risk for the entrepreneur, the property investor, the business owner, and the wealth creator, especially in the form of estate duty, capital gains tax, and executive fees. If your assets, your blood, sweat, and tears are not structured correctly in wealth protection and wealth creation trust structures, SARS will wipe out close to 35% of your net wealth through taxes on debt. The fourth risk that entrepreneurs and property investors face is business failure. If all your assets are still in your own name, the first wave of creditors will take judgment as fast as they possibly can. They will attach your assets, they will auction it off as quickly as possible, and you'll be realizing one about 20% of the true market value of your assets. On the other hand, if your assets are structured in a trust and the trust is the legal and legitimate owner of your assets, you will be worthless. You will be worthless to any creditor. Risk number five, claims by your employees. Your employees can sue you for unfair labor practice. Your tenant can sue you for slipping in the property while he's showering. Weird things do indeed happen, and we need to be prepared for anything. The rich and the wealthy business owners and the wealthiest people of our time don't own a car, they don't own a business, and they don't own any assets or even money. They do coincidentally control their businesses, their properties, and also control all their assets through setting up the correct trust structures. Each trust structure should contain its own underlying and individual risk. The most successful entrepreneurs, business owners, and property investors that I have 
been very fortunate to personally meet in our live seminars and through personal consultations and strategic meetings, have all structured their life and their assets in separate trusts containing and housing their different asset classes of investments. For instance, they will have a family trust for their paid off no debt assets. We refer to this as their, your unencumbered assets. They also have a separate trust containing their bonded properties they use for wealth creation. They also have a third trust called a business shareholding trust that contains the shareholding of the respective company or companies. And the more companies they have, the more trusts they set up that will house that specific shareholding of that specific PTY Limited or business. Now, I would like to share with you the five absolute myths, the misconceptions, the biggest misconceptions in the financial industry today surrounding trusts. I'm also going to teach you the 10 indispensable reasons why every entrepreneur, property investor, business owner, and wealth creator must have their trust created before buying property or before going into a new business venture. Let's start with what I call the five absolute myths and misconceptions about trusts. When I'm talking about a trust, I'm specifically referring to an intervivus discretionary trust. It is a living trust, a trust that is set up while you are alive, not a testamentary trust set up when you die. The first myth and misconception about trust is, and I always hear my investors and my students say, trusts are only for the wealthy, Jacques. And I always say, well, the truth is, the wealthy have set up these incredible wealth structures and trust structures, these vehicles, before they became wealthy. Trusts are for the ambitious. Trusts are for the hardworking, the visionaries, the entrepreneurs, the property investors, the people that believe in their own ability to create and protect wealth the right and the legal way so that they can enjoy the same tax advantages and asset protection advantages and benefits that the wealthy have been enjoying for centuries already and are enjoying today. You know, the irony of all of this is that a correctly structured property investment trust or business trust or family trust is the exact vehicle that has been used for over 900 years to create wealth and leave legacies worth. Yes, folks, this thing called a trust is more than 900 years old and it's probably going to be here for another 900 years. The vehicle you choose to create and protect your wealth in is indispensable for you achieving your financial freedom goals. Just remember that you can be the best racing driver, but if you're driving an old pickup truck and your mother climbs into a new Ferrari, she's going to make you look silly. She's going to beat the pants off you again and again, and she's going to win the race. You don't want your mom to beat you, do you? Well, I thought so. And myth number two, Trusts have the worst tax rate, I hear people say. Well, this is true, but only half the truth. It's only where the trustees decide to retain the profits and not distribute such profits to the beneficiaries, 
where the trust will be taxed at the 40% marginal tax rate. Trust law and the Income Tax Act allows the trust in terms of a concept called the conduit pipeline principle, where you can shift the tax burden from a trust to the hands of the beneficiaries, such as an individual, and therefore pay tax at the individual's marginal tax rate. You can legally make use of this incredible mechanism and achieve better tax efficiency than you ever could have in your personal capacity. Myth number three, trusts are expensive, I hear everybody say. Yes, it's true. It does cost money to set up a proper trust structure. The question you should rather be asking is, how much money is it going to cost me and my family by not having a proper trust created? In practice, a correctly structured and administered trust is a lot more economical and also more cost efficient than running a CC or even a P2I limited a company. What really is the most expensive is the cost of ignorance, the cost of not being properly informed and educated with regards to the real benefits and the real advantages of a proper wealth creation trust and wealth protection trust. The cost of estate duty, capital gains tax, executive fees and income taxes not taken advantage of because you never took the time to set up a proper trust structure is very, very, very expensive. The bad news is you are going to die and taxes will have to be paid and debts will have to be settled, but not in a trust as you will see shortly. Another cost saving is that most trusts, if specified in the trustee, does not require to be audited annually, which will save you a lot of money, especially from an administration cost perspective. Of course, all trusts must be registered for income tax purposes at Myth number four, I will lose control over my assets. I always hear people say, especially if it's owned by a trust. There is a big difference how this notion of giving up control over your assets is executed in practice versus how it is theoretically taught and interpreted in our academic society. It is very important to note that there should always be a minimum of two trustees, one of those being totally independent from the founder and the beneficiaries. There must be a clear distinction between control and enjoyment of the trust assets. And the unbiased, unrelated and impartial third party called the independent trustee is the perfect person or juristic entity to satisfy the South African Revenue Service that there is indeed a clear distinction between control and enjoyment of the trust assets. In practice, the trustees are the parties that control the trust. That's why careful consideration should be taken whether a spouse needs to be part of the board of trustees. There are ways of structuring your trust so that you don't feel that you are giving away full control over your assets. And there are also ways of structuring your trust where you will be the founder, the trustee, and the beneficiary of the trust with other beneficiaries and trustees and still satisfy SARS 
and the master of the high court of the legitimacy and the lawfulness of your trust structure. The concept of a trust has worked successfully for over 900 years and I'm almost dead certain that it can and will successfully work for you and your family. Myth number five. Trusts are being investigated by the South African Revenue Service. Most of our parliamentarians, politicians and friends from government have trust structures in place and it would be very surprising to see them changing trust laws so that they can lose millions of rands in their wealth portfolios that are perfectly structured and positioned within multiple trust structures. SARS have been investigating trusts for many, many years. But so is every other entity like a company and CCs and even private individuals being investigated every single year for multiple, multiple years. Trusts are also being investigated when they have been brutally misused and mismanaged. If a trust is structured correctly and administered properly, according to the Trust Deed and the Trust Property Control Act that governs trust in South Africa, you will have peace of mind knowing that your trust will be 100% bulletproof. Here are the 10 indispensable reasons why you should be setting up your trust structure as soon as possible. The type of trust that we are referring to and that we're talking about is an intervivus discretionary trust. This is a trust that is set up while you're alive. The first, the first reason, reason why a trust, why a trust is indispensable, indispensable and why you and why must consider creating, creating a trust, a trust is, number is number one, the primary reason, reason asset, asset protection. protection. Without any doubt, the best and most holistic asset protection strategy for entrepreneurs is to have a minimum of two trust structures consisting out of the following. Number one, a wealth protection trust, also referred to as your family trust. And number two, your wealth creation trust, referred to as your property trust. In the wealth protection trust, the first trust, you want to effectively separate your assets from your liabilities and have them in two separate different compartments. Your paid up assets should be housed in the Wealth Protection Trust. Like I said, this is referred to as your family trust. Also your no risk trust. Your Wealth Protection Trust will hold your debt free and risk free assets like paid up cars, furniture, household contents, typically your movable assets, your investments, listed shares, and even your life insurance, your cash, and your equipment. By the way, there are some serious and massive tax advantages and asset protection advantages if you've got your life insurance policy structured the right way. The second trust is your wealth creation trust, the property trust. This is also referred to as your business share trust. This can be in the form of a property or business share trust where your business shareholding is protected in the business share trust. Remember that having all your assets in the same trust can potentially cause the proverbial domino effect. Remember, 
one single asset being at risk can expose all the other assets contained in that particular entity. This is the core reason you don't ever want to mix your indebted assets with your paid-up assets in the same entity. For example, bonded properties should not be mixed with paid-up assets like your paid-up vehicles, furniture, equipment, or cash, all in the same entity. By the way, an intervivus trust, discretionary trust, is the perfect entity to structure your buy-to-let property investment properties in. The second reason why a trust is just indispensable is for the following reason. There is no estate duty payable on your desk. One of the biggest tax bills, besides your personal income tax bill that you will incur, occurs on your desk. As much as one-third of all your life's assets, your blood, sweat, and tears will go to SARS. These are assets that you have acquired with money that you've already paid tax on while you were alive. The most important thing that you have to remember is that a trust lives in perpetuity, forever, and a trust never dies. It literally lives forever. By having a trust created, the saving of 20% in the form of death taxes above the 3.5 million rand abatement amount, effectively, it is a state duty that you saving, and a state duty is a tax on after-tax money. This is what I call double taxation, and it's just insane, especially if you can so easily avoid it by merely putting a trust structure in place. The third indispensable reason why you should have a trust is there is no capital gains tax payable on debt. Capital gains tax is levied on the event of the disposal of an asset. The death of an individual is also deemed such an event. On your death, it is seen as you have disposed of your assets to your deceased estate. And this triggers the tax on all assets that appreciated in value. By having your properties and all your assets in a trust, there will be no capital gains tax of 13.32% payable on death. This means zero capital gains tax on your debt. The fourth reason why trust is indispensable is because on your debt, there is no executive fees payable. No executive fees of 3.5% plus VAT. And please note that the executor who is appointed to wind up your estate will charge around about 3.5% of the gross value of your estate, which means this could effectively end up being hundreds of thousands of rands. If all your assets is in a trust, you will have no estate to wind up, and therefore, executive fees will again not be applicable. The fifth reason why a trust is indispensable is that there will be no costs on death payable. Many costs will arise on your debt, like costs to cancel bonds, costs to transfer any properties, as the estate cannot, wind, cannot be winded up if there is debt in the estate. If your properties are held in a trust, the debt will not have to be settled, and there will be 
no cancellation of bond costs as well as any transport costs as the beneficiaries can become the follow-up trustees to manage and administer the trust assets. No tax implications. The sixth reason why a trust is indispensable is that it gives you incredible income tax benefits and advantages. Please remember that the primary reason why we create trusts is for asset protection. However, there is a very important concept firmly entrenched in the Income Tax Act called the conduit principle. The trustees of the trust, the board of trustees, can choose to let the trust pay income tax on its own income, or they can choose for the individual beneficiaries to pay income tax in their personal marginal tax rate if the trustees decide to distribute the trust income down to the beneficiaries. If your children are beneficiaries and not paying tax, it would make sense for them to pay the income tax rather than have the trust pay it, wouldn't it? The first 70,700 Rand income received for an individual earning income in South Africa is tax-free. So if you have children that are minors, it will be a good idea to declare the tax liability of the trust income in their personal hands instead of the trust. This means the tax liability of the trust can be drastically minimized and cash flow can be optimized. You can do the same with rental income and interest earned from the trust. This is absolutely awesome. The seventh reason why a trust is indispensable is that the minors of the trust, your children, will be protected. The South African law does not allow for minors to inherit. This is because they do not have any contractual capacity. If you want to bequeath or leave your assets to your minors, children under the age of 18, the assets will have to be liquidated and paid to the guardian's fund, which is like a money market fund administered by government. You definitely don't want the government looking after your children's money until they reach the age of majority, which is 18 years old. Take care of your children and show them love by creating a family trust to protect your wealth, not just today or on your death, but also for future generations to come. The eighth reason why a trust is indispensable is that there is no estate freezing and your loved ones, like your spouse, will have access to your accounts, your assets, and your cash immediately on your death. The ninth reason why a trust is indispensable is because it is the perfect buy-to-let property investment vehicle. Unlimited losses can be accumulated in the trust, and refinancing is tax-free. That can be used to accumulate more losses and more assets, and you just purchase more properties with tax-free money. If you understand the bigger picture about this scenario, and you know how to practically implement it, it will be a total game changer for you and, and your property portfolio. We explain property investment refinancing and building a, a proper sustainable portfolio in the iGrow Property Investment Seminar. So please attend one of our property investment seminars as well. The tenth reason why a trust is indispensable is because you can leave a legacy. If your trust is properly structured and drafted, there will be comprehensive continuity and succession planning for generations to come, and your assets will transfer tax-free 
from the one generation to the other. I really hope that what I've shared with you have shed some light on the myths and the advantages and the incredible opportunities that lies awake and waiting for entrepreneurs to take action on. Wealth protection and wealth creation is both critically important in today's society and volatile economy. With more than 90% of business owners who close their doors after five to seven years after opening them, is unfortunately a reality and a frightening statistic. If you're serious about creating and you're listening to Evolution Radio. Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L, where remedy meets preparation. I'm not the one, I think you should fuck with Jelly, you know in advance I got a goon, holding a burner You can get left with a tan He a junkie for the dumb shit Want all the smoke like a strand Just protecting the brand Gotta protect the brand Too much to count, right now I don't got enough hands Right now it's just me and her with it They decent, I know that they wish And I give them a chance Never get tricked at the spot You reach, I blank, you stink I'm gone to the can I'm going fed For protecting the brand Say what I said Just protecting the brand Hey, go Get the drop, go hit up his block Right now The chopper hole 99 plus one That's a hundred some shots for a op Put on for my city every time I drop Couple niggas stuck and they mad that I'm not Hate that I'm hot like what's under the pot Got them where I want them, I hear that a lot Hey, who you is? Tell me Big speaker, big stepper Still in rotation with the Travis and the Jackals Hot boy ride with the pump, asthma Double lot truck, red seat, look plasma I'm hitting the bitch from the back, got a sand the brand And free all the bros out the can Never seen him, so we clapping his mans like hands Why would you play with the clan? F in the N, A in the R Infrared beam, it glow in the dark Put in the work and don't tell what you saw I'm a big driver, controlling the car Big bag They riding the wrong or right Don't matter Little niggas told Travis my height Six, three. I flooded the brand and ice On me You reach, you playing with your life Yeah, big speaker One thing about it, I'm a stand All the way I'm not the one, I think you should fuck with Jelly, you know in advance nope. I got a goon, holding the burner You can get left with a tan Bye. He a junkie for the dumb shit Bounce. Want all the smoke like a strand nope. Just protecting the brand Gotta protect the brand Too much to count, right now I don't got enough hands Right now it's just me and her with it They dissing, I know that they wishing I give them a chance Never get tricked at the spot You reach, I blank, you stink, I'm gone to the can Going fit For protecting the brand uh-huh. Just protecting the brand Okay, you know the brand, we winning Let's go. Better ask about the baby and see what they say Tell that nigga ain't playing, he with it Niggas know I keep on me 24-7 You get cooked like a pan A skill, I protect in the brand I just standing on that I come step on you like you a pair of tennis okay. Ain't that what they call in Memphis? Uh-huh. Know a few niggas ballin' in Memphis Ball. Got a bag, I'm a bag, I'ma let you know yeah. If I pull that bitch out, I'ma let it blow Ooh. Nigga, you know I'm hot And my bitch a hot girl We'll pop out like we Megan, yo It was time to go rob out the brand And your boy showed his hand And the nigga was scared to go I think these niggas scared of the lake Got a brand, but my brand way ahead of your lake We make niggas famous Put one of y'all ass on the news Now your mama scared of the cable Hey, baby, what you gon' do if a nigga walk down And he call himself checkin' the label? Tell my little brother, pass me that they are Like a master of salt and pepper at the table Cause I'm a big speaker One thing about it, I'ma stand All the way up. I'm not the one, I think you should fuck with Jelly, you know in advance nope. I got a goon, holding the burner You can get left with a tan Bye. He a junkie for the dumb shit Bounce. Want all the smoke like a strand nope. Just protecting the brand you Gotta protect the brand Too much to count, right now I don't got enough hands Right now it's just me and her with it They dissing, I know that they wishing I give them a chance Never get tricked at the spot You reach, I blank, you think I'm gone to the can I'm Going fed For protecting the brand Say what I said Just protecting the brand You see, there are two kinds of law, and this is a subject I, I love. I've been talking, talking about this for years. There are two kinds of law on the earth that rule the whole world, but most people don't know that.
All over the world, all governments are ruled by what is called civil law. Civil law goes back to a Latin word, civili, which goes back to the word illi. Oh God, I mean, you go on for hours on this stuff. Civil law, which is called in all countries the law of the land. So you'll say, well, you can't do that because it's against the law of the land. The law of the land is civil law, Roman civil law, the law of the land. But there is a second law which also operates all over the earth identical. It's called UCC, Uniform Commercial Code. That is the law of God in the world of business. I don't care if you're in Japan, in Africa, in China, in, in Istanbul, Turkey. If you have a company, if you have a corporation, if you are doing business where you buy and sell and make money, you are operating on this earth under something called UCC, Uniform Commercial Code. Because if all countries work on a different commercial code, then nobody could do business with anybody. You couldn't trust Japan to pay you. you Japan couldn't trust America to pay them for the cars. Because everybody has their own laws. Uh-uh. Under the Caesars of Rome, they established under Caesar that all nations in the empire that do business, everybody plays on a, on a level field. If you do business in Africa with China, you pay them. And if Africa does uh, uh, business with American companies, you pay them. You pay whatever it is you're doing business, you don't mess around. The most severe law in this world is called UCC, Uniform Commercial Code. It's the Bible of business on the earth. Uniform Commercial Code. Uniform Commercial Code is based directly on Vatican Canon Law, on the Roman Canon Law. Consequently, when a ship pulls into port, it pulls in and stops and it's called in its berth. The ship is now in its berth. Because it is on the law of the high seas or commercial maritime, UCC commercial law rules the seas. So when the ship pulls into its berth, the first thing that the captain must do is to present a certificate of manifest to the port authorities, which means that the port authorities need to know how much is on this ship that you're bringing into our country and our economy. How many TVs, how many cars, uh, whatever you're bringing, how much you're bringing into our economy. So you have to have a certificate of manifest of what is the value of your ship here, what are you doing? Consequently, when you are born, you come out of your mother's water. Therefore, you must have a birth certificate, a certificate of manifest, because you are a corporation-owned item. You are a human resource. This goes back to the German Nazi concept that every human coming out of their mother's water must be birthed. And therefore, you have to have a certificate, a manifest, to see how much this individual is going to make for us in our new world order. I'm telling you that until you understand the laws, the symbols, the emblems, what these words mean, you're never going to suspect how far gone we really are. Did you know, for instance, that your birth certificate is a security on the stock exchange in the New York stock market. Did you know that? Because if you order your birth certificate, 
get a new one, order your birth certificate, it only costs you, sometimes it's free, it only, only costs you a few dollars, order your birth certificate. On your birth certificate, all birth certificates in this country, on the bottom, it will tell you, this is printed on security papers. Do not accept, if not on full color security paper. Then on the right hand corner, you will always have a series of numbers, red numbers, printed on the, on the birth certificate. Those numbers are a security stock exchange number on the world stock exchange. You go to any good stock office and ask them, check these numbers in your computer and see how much this stock is worth, the certificate. And they will check it on the New York Stock Exchange and find you, your birth certificate, is a stock on the stock exchange in America. Why? Because you are worth money to the international bank that bought you in 1930. We need to wake up. This is serious stuff. We use the word every day. Now, we don't have the capacity of the word. Are we at a conflict or not? Yes, sir. Because we did not break down the capacity of the same word. Find a room to lock yourself in and close the door It's some heavy concepts that we gotta explore We gotta strip the word down, rugged and raw The rhetoric of Martin King just ain't around no more The Bowie ain't here, James Baldwin either They all were leaders, but they ain't helped me get this force two-seater A lawyer left the hood, he never looked back To be a Fortune 500 CEO, it took rap So what if my pants sag with my hat turned back The same swag got our merchandise flying off the rack Marketing companies is hiring blacks Fresh hip-hop lingo for your campaign ads Controversies around, who can say it and win? Some niggas are full-time, some playing pretend So fuck that, no apologies on the issue If it offends you, it's meant to, it's that simple I'm here, my niggas I was thinking a little bit, what would it take to authenticate my niggerness? Ball ridiculous, 26 inches when I call up the dealership. Oh, that's some nigga shit. We only out for our own benefit. We having too many kids, we proteins, welfare recipients. The infamous free clinics is the sickest shit. Make me think what the hell they clean they syringes with. Everybody bleeding, the cops are the demons. Courtrooms full of goons, jail buses cleaning. Handcuffs squeeze too tight on you, life. If you fight, they just give in. People used to do sit-ins. They got Nigeria and Niger, two different countries. Somehow Niger turned a nigga and chicka ugly. The problem is we started thinking like the colonists. To know the Drew Ali started dropping that consciousness. I'm here, my nigga. Neither was my neighbor when it came to getting paper Who the hell was gonna train us? Oppression couldn't escape us through the ages We changed the basis of derogatory phrases And I say it's quite amazing The use of ghetto terms developed our own language No matter where it came from, it's celebrated Now people are mad if they ain't one 
every word we use, it has a capacity. And if you don't understand the words you're using and understand the capacity of it, you're using words that is creating a destiny for you that you don't even know or even conscious of. interview, I was quite surprised to see you use the word Aborigines talking about African Americans. You know, I, I've dealt with that issue. Um, uh, I've already you know, talked publicly about that. And my purpose here today is to say that I'm very sorry and I apologize to anyone whose feelings were hurt by my comment. I've made very, very clear I don't know where that comment comes from. Um, well, from your subconscious. Well, I, I guess. I mean, it's not even a normal thing anyone would say, even if you meant something in a negative fashion, I don't know if you would pull that out. But for me personally, you can't just uh, close down camp and stop trying to do the things that you think are right. Uh, just because somebody, you may, you may give them an unfortunate bit of ammunition, you still got to continue to fight on and, and do what's best for the state in the long run. And but frankly, it's going to give me the opportunity to you know, talk about things that I may never have been able to talk about before. You mean the bill? Well, the bill, or talk about, uh, you know, uh, race relations issues, things like that. I mean, I have a freedom that a lot of people don't have because of that. Because you use the word Aborigine. Because I've been through the fire, and I can, I can talk to people, I can relate to people, I can let them know what kind of person I am, and we can talk about things that sometimes have been you know, a little bit taboo. So because it allowed you to reach audiences you might not otherwise have reached, do you not regret saying it? I think it gives me some opportunities. I went and spoke to a group in uh, the city of Birmingham. It was a uh, city councilwoman's uh, community meeting, probably 95% African American. And because of, you know, things that I regret, uh, offhand remark I should not have made. Using the word aboriginal. Right, offhand remark I should not have made. Which you don't want to say. Yeah, I know better. <laughs> the, um, uh, but what it allowed me to do they actually listen to what I said, probably more than they would have anybody else, because they want to see, you know, this is that guy, this is that person. And we discussed immigration, we discussed uh, policy that deals with uh, the county locally, and there was the ability to actually get across some things that may have surprised them, that they, you know, realized, okay, I, this guy's making some good sense on some issues. I don't know if I would ever have had that door even opened if some of those things had not happened. So it really has worked as a positive in a surprising way to me to allow me to, to interact with people. Your other incendiary quote was empty the clip, the gun clip, juxtaposed with immigration, so people right. think that's what you meant. So how do you explain that? 
Well, it definitely had nothing to do with, with violence against anyone. It was totally taken out of context. The purpose of it was, I was telling an audience, that we needed to exhaust all efforts to try to deal with a number of issues. But by the time it got through two or three newspaper filters, it was all over the country that I had advocated violence against immigrants. Nothing is farther from the truth. Man, 
soul, like the bread people. Yeah. I got a six sense, I take dead people. Right. I'm talking Grants and Jackson, where it took a whole hour just to count the Jackson. Hey. These are more than words, this is more than rap. This is the streets, and I am the trap. Standing ovation, standing ovation. These are more than words, this is more than rap. enough to take on Batman, but the IRS, no, thank you. Ah. Hey, Mr. G, this money looks weird. What do you mean? It's a plain old pack of hundreds. See, there's Ben Franklin's chubby little... What? King Barlow? He's on this stack, and this one. He's on every one of these thousands. I don't understand. Hey, boss. I found this. Hiya, Joker. If you're playing this tape, you probably figured out you've been had. Yeah, I left you some cash, but only 10 million, which knowing you, you've already blown. All the other stuff, money, jewels, and gold, it's all fake. See, I always hated your guts, and this was the perfect payback. By now, you're probably out of real money. The IRS is after you, and you can't admit I fooled you, or you'll be the laughing stock of the underworld. That joke's on you, sucker. I got the last laugh after all. <laughs> <laughs> If I don't pay my taxes, I'll go to jail. But if I admit Barlow duped me, I'll look like a fool. Maybe you could raise the cash by pulling one of your classic routines, like them laughing fish. Good idea, Ernie. Let's let Batman know I did it so he can kick my keister right back into Arkham. Uh, you... Dope. Say, Carly, any ideas? Anything you say, Mr. G. <laughs> No, boss! Oh, who'd ever think I'd miss the real one? Harley Quinn's escaped! Still all exit. Maybe she went down the laundry chute. None of these yahoos are crazy enough to pull that old stunt. My dear Mr. Wayne, I'm delighted to have you in my humble nest. I thought I'd take in the atmosphere. 
<laughs> well, well, Bruce Wayne. Join me. A bottle of your best, my dear, for my guest. You'll understand if I refuse. The last time we met, you tried to throw me off a building. I did? Well, that was so long ago. It was last month. Well, gotta be going. This is starting to get to me. What? Should have used more makeup, Ernie. Ah! Why the disguise, Ernie? Where is he? I don't know what you're talking about. He can't threaten my guests. Let me jog your memory. Money dispersal from Gotham Mint proceeding as planned. Good. Your police escort is waiting. Designed to be a perfect human world where none suffered, where everyone would be happy. It was a disaster. No one would accept the program. Entire crops were lost. Some believed that we lacked the programming language to describe your perfect world, but I believe that as a species, human beings define their reality through misery and suffering. The perfect world was a dream that your primitive cerebrum kept trying to wake up from. Which is why the Matrix was redesigned to this, the peak of your civilization. And I say your civilization because as soon as we started thinking for you, it really became our civilization, which is, of course, what this is all about. Evolution, Morpheus. Evolution. Like the dinosaur. Look out that window. You've had your time. The future is our world, Morpheus. The future is our time. I'd like to share a revelation that I've had during my time here. It came to me when I tried to classify your species. I realized that 
you're not actually mammals. Every mammal on this planet instinctively develops a natural equilibrium with the surrounding environment, but you humans do not. You move to an area and you multiply and multiply until every natural resource is consumed. And the only way you can survive is to spread to another area. There is another organism on this planet that follows the same pattern. Do you know what it is? A virus. Human beings are a disease, a cancer of this planet. You are a plague, and we are the cure. Can you hear me, Morpheus? I'm going to be honest with you. I hate this place, this zoo, this prison, this reality, whatever you want to call it. I can't stand it any longer. It's the smell. If there is such a thing, I feel saturated by it. I can taste your stink. Every time I do, I fear that I've somehow been infected by it. It's repulsive, isn't it? I must get out of here. I must get free. And in this mind is the key, my key. There are people that's awake, and there's people asleep. Now, most people on this planet are asleep. So, let's break it to the least common anomaly. Let's say the black community. We, it used to they say 5%. <laughs> no, it's like old point something now. That's right. You see, that's asleep. So you're going to be lonely because the simple fact that people are asleep. Now, how is this? You have a chakra system in your body. And these are nine wheels of consciousness. Most, uh, excuse me, seven wheels of consciousness. There's like 160 chakras, but seven major chakras, just like there's seven African powers. <clears throat> now, what has happened here to give you a scientific element of what's going on so that you can clear this up so you don't have to go and be trying to holler at somebody and they laugh at you and they don't want to hear that shit. Because your family will beat you down and niggas in the street will beat you down. You're going to try to give them a message. Now, yeah. had you around here crazy. Now, the chakra system, the lower chakra is your sacral vertebrae. That's your root chakra. And that's where the majority of the people's um, consciousness is, on the root chakra. So the only thing that they can get down with is desires. What feels good, what tastes good, what smells good, what looks good, what sounds good. Yes. You see, the, Lord the basic sen uh, senses, you see, on that particular level, they are called the automatons, which means automation. Okay. They moving, but they, they're brain dead. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Now, you don't even get into this particular consciousness that you can partake to understand what things is 
until you're radiating from the heart chakra. Mm-hmm. You see, the heart chakra. That's why the Egyptian, the heart, the scarab, the heart scarab was the most important. Even when you died, they'd throw the brain away. But it was the heart that they preserved. So that's another, that's where your true self is. But you got to radiate from the heart chakra and then you elevate on into the pineal gland. But most people's consciousness is in the root chakra. On the five senses, the animal level. Make it look pretty. They have a PhD with a degree. They tell you it's only a degree of information. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, a degree of information, it has nothing to do with a person's behavior. Mm. Whether they're conscious or not. You see, it has nothing to do with what a person wears. It has something to do is where they incarnated down here on a certain level and they are radiating above the root shock. And I guarantee you this right now. Even if some of you all just coming into consciousness the last couple of weeks or the last year, I guarantee you, you always felt special since you was a baby. Now, I've been asking that question in my lectures around the country for, 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 for 16 years. And I asked everybody, how many of you all always thought that you were special? And the whole room always raised their hand. You didn't know what it was. You see what I'm saying? But you thought it was special. And you always had a thirst for something that you didn't know what it was. And it was this model. Let me give you an example. When I was, on, when I was in college, I was standing up one time. I had finished school. And I was standing um, on the college campus with one of the coaches. We got to be good friends, one of the basketball coaches, Coach Holmes. He said, well, how do you, how do you feel, man? You, you've educated, you educated yourself. I said, man, I don't feel shit. <laughs> I didn't know at the time. I said, I told him, I said, I thought when I came here to this university that when I left, I was going to have some kind of knowledge. I didn't know what the knowledge was. All I know is what I, when I went through for four years, I didn't have shit. I, I, I knew I felt empty. Now it was it was you know it was a couple of years later that what I was missing I realized was knowledge. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I, I but but I knew something was wrong. You see, and that's what it is. You you always thought that you was you, you that, that something was missing, and that's why it's actually because you were you, you were gravitating but above the root shock. Love with me. 
so let's 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 just get right into it. Um, I wanted to talk tonight <clears throat> about nobility, titles of nobility, right? And um, I think that it's maybe one of the most important things that I could talk to you about uh, because a lot of people don't understand nobility. Period, right? And and what they call the ruling class, right? So it's important that we go into this tonight and we deal with it, right? And you know, we we have to start off with facts, right? So the first fact, just right out the gate, is nobility uh, in English law is a division of people, right? Comprehending um, what we call what they call dukes, uh, marquis, earls, viscounts, barons, uh, the title sir. Even the title Dame. Okay. So these had um, what they call um, uh, uh, ancient duties, if you will, right? That were bestowed upon these people, right? And these duties annexed uh, these people to their respective honors, right? So um, they were either created by writ um, or by some type of royal summon, right? To attend the House of Peers or by letters patent. Okay. Which is really important So we're going to talk about These different titles of nobility tonight Maybe this will help Somebody out there It may help even clear up a little bit of confusion Right um, Because if you're not careful You could be disrespected by a motherfucker By them using the wrong title Of nobility for you Right Um you know, respectively, there are titles for men, and there are respectively titles for women, right? Like when niggas say, bitch, nigga, ain't no bitch in me, right? So, put some respect on my title, right? Um, and that's what you, that's really how you gotta move when it comes down to this. Now, when we talk about titles of nobility, right? Um, there, there's what's known as the Foreign Enormous Clause, okay? So, the Foreign Enormous Clause is a provision in uh, Article 1, Section 9, Clause 8 of your Constitution, okay? And, it's, and it says that it prohibits the federal government from granting titles of nobility. And it restricts members of the federal government from receiving gifts, enormous offices, or titles from foreign states and monarchies without the consent of the United States Congress, also known as the Titles of Nobility Clause. So it was designated to shield the federal office holders, right? And this is why they give them, um, they tend to give them immunity, right? Like judges and things like that, right? But um, it was known and it was designated and, and designed, right? Um, the Titles of Nobility Clause. It was designed essentially to, to shield federal office holders of the United States against um, so-called corrupting foreign influences, right? So they didn't want people to come in and influence you and give you a title of nobility and fuck your head up, right? Because they didn't want their government touched. And this is why they did the Foreign Enormous Clause. Alright? Now, um, the, the clause itself is, is reinforced by uh, prohibition, right, on state titles of nobility, Article 1, Section 10, 
right? And it reads that um, it's known as the contract clause, right? For, so basically, the contract clause imposes certain prohibitions on the state. So these prohibitions are meant to protect individuals from um, intrusion by state governments and to keep states from intruding on enumerated powers of the United States federal government. So among other things, this clause prohibits states from issuing their own money, from enacting legislation, um, basically for particular persons or their contractual obligations, okay? And although the clause recognizes people's right to form contracts, it also allows the government to create laws bearing contracts, offending public policies such as contracts for sex or child labor, which rightfully so. Right now, um, I want you to really think about the Hague Convention, okay? When we're talking about things like this, right? Because one of the reasons why they did the Hague Convention, right, was to protect children, right? Right off the bat, it was to protect children, right? So when we talk about these titles of nobility, right, and somebody may say, well, why am I talking about this? What's the importance of it? Well, I'll tell you the importance of it. The importance of it is is that they can keep your inheritance from you. Okay, they can keep your money from you just based on someone giving you a false title of nobility. Okay? So my, I mean, let's, you know, that, that's just what it is. So I'm telling you this from experience. Okay? So this is something that we got to get. We got to understand. All right? Now, this contract clause, right, it says that no state shall enter into any treaty alliance or confederation it shall not grant a letters of marquee or reprisal now letter of marquee was a government license in the age of sale that authorized a private person known as a, a private uh, privateer or a corsair um, and this person basically it basically authorized them to attack vessels or um, ships right of a nation at war okay so no state can do a letter of marquee they can't coin money um they can't emit bills of credit which are the same thing as bills of lading so bills of credit are documents like banknotes issued by government to represent a government's indebtedness to the holder but what they can do is give you full face and credit okay um so they can't impair obligation of contract and they cannot grant titles of nobility all right so just so that we understand this right um, if a state was to grant you a title of nobility, they would be essentially, um, for lack of a better word, they'd be in violation. Okay. So it's really important for us to get that, right? So the foreign annulment clause, which like I said, it's under Article 1, Section 9, Clause 8, okay? says that no, no title of nobility shall be granted by the United States and no person holding in the office of profit or trust other than them shall without the consent of Congress accept any president, annulment, office, or title of any kind, whatever, from any king, prince, or foreign state, right? So they really don't want you to have no title or nobility. So that's the first thing, right? Now, in 1810, a Democratic Republican senator by the name of Philip Reed, I introduced a constitutional amendment expanding the particular title of nobility clause, right? And under the terms of the amendment, any United States citizen, so there's your U.S. citizen, who accepted, claimed, received, or retained 
any title of nobility from a foreign government would be stripped of their U.S. citizenship. Now, after being approved by the Senate on April 27, 1810, by a vote of 19 to 5, the House of Representatives on May the 1st, 1810, by a vote of 87 to 3, the amendment was titled Article 13. It was sent to the state legislator for ratification. Now, on two occasions between 1812 and 1816, um, it was within two states of the number of votes that were needed to become valid part of the Constitution, right, for them to, to do the time and nobility thing. Now, as Congress did not set a time for ratification, the amendment is still technically pending to this day. Okay? So, they never actually really voted on it. Now, um, ratification by an additional 26 states today would be needed um, for the amendment to be adopted. So, they really never passed it. So, when you see people, right, and they want to, for instance, and I'll give you an example, right, in the military, they make you say, sir, right? You see, the military has established its own ranks, okay? So we're going to talk about this tonight, and, and, and hopefully, you know, or, or ma'am, right, they, they do that as well. But hopefully, um, you know, we can, we can break through here, through the ceiling here, right? Now, there's something known as the American Gentry, right? And American Gentry were rich land-owning members of your American upper class. So they considered the American upper class to be the social group that consisted of uh, people of high social rank, um, primarily due to some type of economic wealth that they had. Right? So the American upper class is distinguished from the rest of the population due to the fact that they had the majority of the resources, right? Um, they paid the luxury tax, right? So the American upper class is seen by some as being composed of your wealthiest people. This is what they call your old money, okay? This is where that term old money comes from, right? Money that's been around for a long time. Sometimes referred as the, 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 the Nove Reich, right? And the Nove Reich was French for new rich, okay? Because... Um, if you are a descendant of the old money, then you become the new rich. So it's a term that it, it actually, believe it or not, it's derogatory um, in a sense, right? So understanding that uh, the American upper class or the gentry, right? You have places like Mount Vernon, Virginia, um, where where, they, uh, where George Washington had his plantation at, all right, Thomas Jefferson, uh, Monticello, right? So the whole colonial system in America, right, when they <clears throat> when they had the colonial thing going on, um, was basically use of gentry, okay? This, these were your supposed rich landowners. And what they don't tell you is that a lot of these people were Moors, right? A lot of them, um, a lot of more people of color, right? And if you go get the book White Cargo, it breaks this down. And one of the things about it is, is that these people had to establish their own, if you want, quote-unquote, aristocracy here in the states, right? Because we wasn't allowing them to do that, right? We wasn't giving them that. And that's one of the reasons why they tried to write it out in their own constitution, right? Because they understood that it created a social class. It created a ranking system, right? And this is why um, in the military they call people civilians. Right? Because your ass ain't part of that clip. Okay? 
but believe it or not, they make everybody part of the so-called military, right? Um, and it, then they do that when your ass turns 18, right? When they make you do selective service, okay? Now, the the the, the term nobility, right, um, has a lot of different, it's got a lot of different variations to it, right, when we talk about nobility, okay? So, you got Chinese nobility, you got Indian nobility, you've got uh, Moorish nobility, you've got African nobility, you've got English nobility, right? So, we start with the American system, because the American deals with the gentry, right? Um, but if we were to look at, and, and I, and I want to move to this quite quickly, if we would look at the Ottoman Empire, right, um, the list of titles and appellations that were used in the Ottoman Empire, right? These were done in place of surnames. Okay, so Muslims in the empire carried titles such as Sultan, Pasha, Haka, Bey, Hanim, Efadini, Ali, right? So these titles define their formal profession, right, or, or their informal status within the society, such as Bey, Hanim. Afini, right? So later, family surnames were made mandatory in Turkey in 1934. Um, and they did what was called the surname law, right? So the surname law was adopted on the 21st of June, 1934. So the law requires all citizens of Turkey, right, to adopt uh, their surnames. Now, <clears throat> if you look at your birth certificate, if you look at um, your passport, right? Your passport has a surname on it, right? Matter of fact, I think it even, if I'm not mistaken, it even says surname, right? The surname is the hereditary name common to all members of a family, right? A distinct form of a given name, right? Okay? So I want you to understand something, right? Slavery still exists to this day in the form of them using things like surname. So when we talk about things like the, the aristocracy, right, this is your social class. This is your particular class that considers itself in the highest order. So so every single, um, if you will, uh, uh, um, every single race, culture, nationality deals with surnames. Okay, it's just a fact. It's, it's it's what happened. Okay, but but let's go into it, right? So the sovereigns, um, their their main titles were Sultan, Padish, which which was the emperor, uh, Khan, right? Um, and and Khan, K H A N, is a historic title of Inner Asia, right? It was used in medieval. Central Asian societies that first uh, appeared amongst the the, the, the ruling, as they called them, right? Um, <clears throat> and it's still with your sovereign emperors. And it implies that there was a subordinate ruler, right? Okay. And if, if you go take a look at your Mongol Empire, right? Matter of fact, if you look at my Instagram, I, I posted the uh, picture of the gene, right? And I did that for a reason because if you think about Aladdin. Right, Aladdin used Al, right? A L, 
in the beginning of his name, right? That's how you spell Aladdin, right? And if you remember the movie correctly, right? Aladdin married Jasmine, and Jasmine's daddy was what? He was the Sultan. He was the Emperor, right? So, so Aladdin married Jasmine. Or Aladdin married the Emperor's daughter, which was which was, which was Jasmine. Okay, and her daddy was the Emperor, right? And when Aladdin married the princess, he became king. So he went from being the prince of thieves, he was a scoundrel, right, to becoming what? He became king. Okay. Now, in the in the the Ottoman royalty, right, um, these were imperial titles. So you had Caesar of Rome, right. So this is where Caesar came from. Caesar was was Latin, right. It's, it's the title for imperial character. So it derived from you know, Julius Caesar, the Roman dictator. Right? He, he ruled. He ruled from about what's it, what's like 68, 69 AD. Right? They call it the year of four. Okay. Um, so, you know, take a look at that. Right? He was what they call the, the dynastic emperor. He had dynastic title. He was the sole Roman emperor. Right? So the status of Caesar. Was the title that was given to the emperor, also um, the prince of youth, right? Okay, so you can go look at empires all over the world: the Byzantine Empire, uh, the Ottoman Empire, all these different empires, right? So when we get to talking about the sovereign, right? Because so many people want to be sovereign, but we got to really get this right. The emperor's formal title consisted of sultan. So Sultan was a given name, Han, right, with the style of um, Hun Karim, right, my sovereign equivalent with your imperial majesty or the Sultan or, or the, the Sultanine, right. So the full style of the Ottoman Sultan, once the once the empire's frontier had stabilized, became the Sultan, given the name Han or sovereign, right, of the sublime house of Osman. Sultan of Salatine uh, is what they called it, right? So understanding, I mean, there's a lot of different variations of these words, right? When we talk about the dynasty and dynasty members, um, there were male descendants of sovereign descent, dissension, right? They came down from the male line. So you gentlemen that were used before the reign of uh, Muhammad II were given the name Selby, right? Uh, your sultan imperial prince, or simply imperial prince, right, had formal titles, okay? Um, then you had your crown prince, okay? Then you go down to your princesses. And so you, you had lady, right, which was he commonly used that up in the 16th century, right, the term lady, okay? All right, then you had sultana, right? Which was used after the 16th century. Okay. See, see, y'all gotta really get this, man, because even on the the Muslim side of this, right, and I'll give you more here as we go along. But there were a lot of titles of nobility, right? So then you had the sons and daughters of Sultana, okay, of the princess, which was the prince sultan. So a formal title then would be Bey Effendi. Okay, and then you had Sultana Madam, and this is where the term Madam comes from, right? Um, and this formal title was um, Hanim Sultan, 
Okay. So relative of the dynasty, then you had the what they call the imperial mother. So you had the lady mother, you had the sultana mother, you had the sultana grandmother, the grand sultana mother, um, and then you had the imperial female consort, right? And consorts of the sultans um, and imperial princes, right? So sultana consort was basically this was a title for the chief consort, right? So you had all these consorts, you had lady consort, and you had lady. Right, so it goes it goes down like that. Okay, so when we're talking about nobility, it's important to understand that this shit goes deep. It goes a lot deeper than what people think. Right, than just calling yourself El Bay Ali or Day or any of them titles. Right, because you could easily be calling somebody Sir, and now you're giving them a title of nobility. Okay, now the British nobility is made up of what they call the peerage. Of the United Kingdom and what they call the gentry. So the nobility in Britain um, basically constitutes um, the role in shaping history in that particular country. Okay, so you had your House of Lords, you got uh, dining rights, right? Um, and you have things that are what they call an order of precedence. Okay. So the British nobility consists of members of immediate family of peers who bear courtesy titles or what they call honorifics. So members of the peerage carry titles of Duke, Marquis, Earl, Viscount, Baron, right? So British peers are sometimes referred to generically as lords, although individual dukes are not um, really given this particular title, right? So, and they, they, they vary. So like, for instance... They have what they call the Baron of X, right? And this is a Scottish feudal barony, okay? So go look at the movie. Um, uh, um, what's that movie with Ice Cube, right? Triple X, right? Makes us wondering why I did the post on X and Y chromosomes and all of that. I was really trying to tell y'all some shit without, without like, Spilling all the beans to you, right? Some stuff you just gotta be careful talking about. But this goes into some of the stuff I was talking about, right? So in Scotland, right, a territorial um, designation implies the rank of what they call esquire. Okay, so it's not formally added after the name, but esquire was one of the things they used, right? So in, in all British honors, including the peerage. Um, they're created directly by the crown, okay? And if you don't know what the crown is, the crown is the monarchy. It, it is the constitutional form of government by which they have hereditary sovereignty that is passed down as the head of state, right? <clears throat> so then your head of state is the, the public persona, the person who officially embodies the state, right? It, it, it is the country's form of government. It is the separation of powers, Okay. So the current monarch in Britain is who? It's Queen Elizabeth the the second, who ascended to the throne in 1952, right? And she's been there for quite a while, right? So if you heard the show on Friday, I, I kind of went into this a little bit, right, about how the queen has top dogs, right? <laughs> the queen's got top dogs, okay? And the top dogs, right? Everybody under the queen becomes part of the hereditary line. So you become part of the royal prerogative, if you will, right? So there's a precedent that's set. 
Okay. So when we when we get into this and um, you know, we start talking about you know, titles like sir, ma'am, right? The, the, the sir is a formal English honorific title. So when you hear somebody call somebody sir, you know what's going on, right? And for men, it's derived from sire, right, in the high Middle Ages. So traditionally, um, which was governed by law and custom, sir was used for men titled knights of the orders of chivalry, right? And later also to baronets and other offices. So as the female equivalent for knighthood is what they call damehood or dame, right? So a motherfucker call you dame, right, which... You know, for whatever reason, I was disrespected and called Dame, and I thought the motherfucker was talking about Dame Dash. I'm thinking Rockefeller, you know, throw the diamond one time. No, motherfucker, we talking about if you, the motherfucker calls you Dame. Dame is an honorific title that that's given to feminine women in order to address a form of Damehood. I about lost my shit when I found that out. Straight the fuck up, right? You're going to address me, you put some respect on my name, bitch. Right? Now, the late modern era, sir, has been increasingly used also as a respectful way to address commoners of a superior social status or a military rank. So that's where we, see what I'm talking about with the military, right? Because military got ranks. They got a system of hierarchical relationships in the armed forces. Police intelligence agencies. Okay? The military rank system defines dominance, authority, responsibility, and military hierarchy. It incorporates principles of exercising power and authority in the military chain of command. So the succession of commanders, superior commanders to their subordinates, right, through which a command is exercised. So the military, uh, the military chain of command constructs an important component for for a collective group of people, right? So once again, put some respect on that shit. Okay? So you got different types of rank. You got substantive or permanent rank. Okay? Um you got veterans ranks. You got temporary ranks. You got active duty ranks. You got honorary ranks. Okay? Everything's a goddamn rank. This is why uh, and I'll keep it 100 with y'all, man. You know, <clears throat> the whole goddamn world, um, <laughs> the whole world's a goddamn sorority and fraternity. Everybody, it, you know, I mean, you got, it, like, you really got to look at this shit. The whole goddamn world is a fraternity. Motherfuckers want you to join, like, Parent uh, my sister, was trying to get me to join the Omegas. Then I had the Alphas trying to get me to join. Like, I'm an Alpha male, yes. Doesn't mean that I have to join your ranks, though, right? Same thing with the with the, with with the, um, the the Catholic Church. They'll they'll make you a knight, right? Y'all gotta really see what the hell is going on here, right? And I told y'all, I got approached. I've been approached, um, you know, to to become a knight, uh, you know, and all of that. But here's the thing: why can't titles of nobility be respected across the board? Right? Because people are racist. People got fucked up ways of thinking. All right? <clears throat> but let me keep going. In the late modern era, the term sir um, is used, it's used as a respectful, right? It's used to show respect. 
essentially, right? Now, when we talk about things like so, you have to look at the, the etymology of words like this, right? Because it's honorific and it comes from the, from the word sire. And sire is a respectful form of address for reigning kings in Europe. It is used in Belgium, France, Italy, Germany, Sweden, Spain, and the United Kingdom. So the words sire and sir, as well as French and the Spanish senor, share a common etymological origin, all related to Latin senior. Now, um, Latin senior, basically, you know, when we talk about origin and words and things like that, we have to look at the origin of where words come from. So the, the female equivalent form of, of sir is dame, right, or damn, right? So be careful about what, what you're using here, right? Um, and how you use your titles of nobility, whether you want to call yourself sir, dame, el, bay, ali, right? Because we're going to get to that in a second, too, okay? Now, um, when we talk about nobility, we got to look at the Chinese nobility, right? Because the nobility of China was an important feature of traditional social structure as well, right? So... And they have imperial dynasties, Song dynasty, the Zhao dynasty. They had all these different dynasties, right, um, and, and ruling classes and ruling ranks in China, okay? Now, the apex of the nobility is the sovereign. You see, this is why motherfuckers don't want you to be sovereign because that is the top Right, so the title of sovereign has changed over time, together with the connotations of the respective titles. Right, because motherfuckers don't want you to be a sovereign. Right, so they're, they're trying to get you to use other, uh, other words. So when you become the real X Man, you become the sovereign. Now, in Chinese history, right, there are generally three levels of supreme and fully independent sovereignty or what they call high significantly autonomous sovereignty above lower categories, right? So you have the aristocracy, which I just mentioned, who usually recognize the overlordship of a higher sovereign or ruled uh, what they call a semi-independent tributary, right? So an independent realm of self-recognized insufficient importance and size, or power or influence to claim a sovereign title such as uh, duchy, which in the Western term would be called duchy or the principality or some level the chiefdom. Now, chiefdom is a form of hierarchical political organization right, in a non-industrial society that's based on kinship in which formal leadership is monopolized by the legitimate senior members of a select family. So the elites form a political, ide- a political ideological aristocracy. Okay. Now, you're going to say to yourself, why is Joey talking about this? Let me, let me open up my computer here, right? You say to yourself, why is Joey talking about this tonight, right? What does this have to do with anything? You do realize that we live in a world where they don't want you to get your hands on money. They don't want you to be rich, right? They don't want you to have, you know, in order to keep the rich rich, you got to keep the rich, the group of rich people small, 
right, in terms of numbers. So all you niggas started using titles of nobility and really learning how to operate in that as a true sovereign, right, using chiefdom, okay, or principality, right, which, by the way, principality is a, is a monarchical feudal system. Okay, so I want you to think about your principalities around you. So if y'all started using all of that, it'd be a serious problem for a lot of these people if everybody woke up at once. So when we start talking about the principality around you, like, for instance, because principality means that there's a prince. So you should be asking yourself, if I live in a principality, who the fuck is the prince? Okay. Now, some level of chiefdom. Right, and when we look at chiefdom on on the, the the Indian subcontinent, right? Because because Indians have a now I ain't talking about American Indians. I'm talking about Indian Indians. They also have a system, right, that they tend to follow, right? And so they've got, and I'll and I'll give them to you. And, and if if anybody's Indian and I'm mispronouncing these, y'all let me know, right? Um, but I'm gonna pronounce it the best way I can. You got the 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 Mara the, the Mahara the Hajira the Hadru, which is it means illustrious king of kings. Um then you've got the Mahara Hajidra, which is the king of kings. You got the Sawi Mahara Bajru, which uh is with illustrious grand king. You got the Mahara Bajru, which deals with illustrious Grand King again. Okay. Um, you've got the uh, Raja Dihardra, the Raja Hiraja Aja. Ah, I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm even saying that right. The the, the Raja Hiraja Baduru Badur, which deals with King of Kings. Okay. You got the Raja Hira, which deals with King of Kings. I mean, these, these are all titles. These are Indian titles, right? They got military titles, which is like Sadar or C, or, or Sir, Sirdar. See, there's that word Sir again, right? Which is a military rank of commander. Very common in cavalry units, but not limited to them. Right? Listen, man. Motherfuckers will tell you that. They'll tell you in the goddamn army. You won't know you in the damn service. Okay? You won't even know. Okay, so... Um, understand that titles of nobility are all around you, right? So, um, in Chinese, Tusi, Tusi, also known as the headmen, chieftains. These are your tribal leaders recognized by imperial officials of the of the the Wang, the Ming, the, and the and the Queen, uh, the, the kings. However you pronounce it, right? Principally, um, the arrangement is generally known as the native chieftain system, right? So understand that chief of staff, chiefdoms, chieftain systems, right? These are these are systems that have been around a long time, right? So they're not just um, in England, right? They're not just uh, you know in places like India. The Chinese have them, right? And the, if you think about the chieftain system, I want you to also think about the system of Native Americans, right? And tribes. Think about your Aboriginal tribes as well. Okay. Think about um so for instance the king of Korea, right? 
So sometimes the king is subordinate to foreign emperors, just as a territorial or tribal sovereign uh, might be subject to one of um, its particular subordinates or somebody who is above him. Okay, so some Chinese emperors style many or all close male relatives of certain kinds, such as your brother, the uncle, nephews. Um, they use the term for king. You basically using it as a courtesy title. Okay, but Chinese histories or ancient works such as the the Shi, right, were also fairly liberal in terming uh, local chiefs, right, local tribal chiefs as fairly. Um, being king, so they would call them kings. All right. So just to give you an idea, right? Because it can get a little confusing with, with Chinese, right? Because they had different dynasties, and each dynasty had different systems of nobility, honors, and awards. Okay. They had kings, and then they had what they call a noble family. Right. You had empresses, consorts. You had concubines. Right. Um, and you had imperial spouses, and then you had the imperium, or the emperor, and then the noble family, right? And then you had the, the hegemony, right? So you had hegemons and the noble family of the hegemons. You had royalty. So basically, so if you was to do a pyramid at the top, it was the imperium with the emperor and his family, right? And the empress's family. Then you got empress consort, concubines, and other imperial spouses, right? But the empress was at the top, right? And then she had she had chicks under her, right, who had to listen to her, right? Then you had hegemony, right, and hegemon, right? And this was, this was the noble family. Then you had the royalty, which was your kings, okay? So remember, the kings was below the emperors, okay? Then you had honors and awards. You had clan law of the Zhao dynasty and all that good stuff. Then you had pure ranks of the Zhao dynasty. Then you had the true nobility. Then you had um, the Han dynasty, right? So it goes. I mean, this thing goes. This thing goes on for a minute. My her name, her last name is Han, right? So when I look at these different things. Even me, at, you know, studying this shit, I begin to get an awakening. Like, oh, okay, I see how this works, right? And so, hopefully, this opens up some eyes, some of your eyes as well. Now, I can't talk about this without talking about the type of abilities that Moors use. So, um, Aboriginal, Indigenous Moors titles of nobility, right? You have, and 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 but let me just make it known, right? Ali. It's also a title of nobility, right? And I think a lot of people, you know, well, first of all, Ali is an imperial title, right? <clears throat> it is with a, a noble rank, right? It can also be equal to like a grand duke, things of that nature, right? But the, the term um, Ali, and I'll, I'll put it up here for you because I, I don't want to, I don't, you know, there's no guesswork here. Give you straight facts. Okay. Now, um, Ali is a is it is itself it's an Islamic title. It's an, an imperial title, right? Um, hold on. Okay, here we go. So, Ali is male Arabic uh, name. It derives from the Arabic root, 
uh, which literally means high, elevated, or champion, right? So when we talk about Ali, right, because it is Arabic, and also there's some, so you have like Alibaba, right? Ali ibn Ibi Abi um, Eli, right? Go look at the book of Eli, right? And that's Hebrew, which goes back to Eli and the biblical books of Samuel, okay? So um, you've got it in Finnish, Urdu, Turkish, Persian. Um, it's in Arabic, right? And it falls in all of these different particular um, settings, okay? So the name Ali arises in traditions among English speakers as sort of um, for for male and female names starting with Al, such as Alice or Alison or Alicia or Alistair or Alexander or Alexandra, right? Um, so in Old Norse, Ali and Al are alternative forms of Onella. Ali is also a Finnish name for a given male, okay? So Ali also as a last name has become very popular on a global scale due to the spread of Islamic culture. So this this is especially true for um, in the Caribbean, where indentured laborers from South Asia were brought to replace African slave laborers at the end of the countries um, such as Guyana, Trinidad, and Tobago, when it was ending a lot of their slave trades, right? Now, um, in Islam, you got, like I said, you got Ali, right? Ali, Ibn, Ali, Talib, right? Um, and a lot of this also people relate back to Prophet Muhammad and all of that, right? But when we talk about Given male names, right? Ali, Ali Gati, Ali Baba, Ali Hassan, right? Those are those are ideal male names, right? Um, and then they also give it to females too. So you'll see some females use Ali as well, right? And see people, this thing, people won't teach you this stuff, right? And you'll get women who will come into power, and and will straight up try to take your money. Fellas, right? They'll, they'll they'll come and steal some shit that belongs to you simply because of what? Because you don't know how to use your title of nobility, right? <clears throat> they even say that the title L, right? Um, it derives from the feminine, right? But I'm gonna tell you like this, right? If you're balanced, if you're operating with balance, you using L, they, and I'll leave all that together means that you practice in my yacht. Don't make you no goddamn female. Don't make you no woman. It don't make you no bitch-ass nigga. It makes you balanced. There's a difference. Okay? There's a big difference between being a bitch and being balanced. So I'm just going to put that out there because it needs to be said. Right? Now, when we're talking about, you know, indigenous titles, right? Let's, 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 Let's get to this, right? So Ali is the bringer of law. The most noble and exalted usually use this title, and it's given for an act of courage or accomplishment. Okay? It's also a Chickasaw name. Okay? Then you've got El. El deals with God. It deals with force. It deals with power. It's Hebrew. It also means Ra, of the cosmos, giver of the Elohim. Usually for women or men coming back into the knowledge represent the feminine principle. And that's Cherokee. It deals with the North Gate. True North. 
Then you've got Bay. Bay deals with the Elohim, the Choctaw, the governors of the land and more civilization. Okay, obey and enforce laws. The prophets means teachers and foot soldiers. Y'all understand? Then you've got Day, right? And and like, like I said, Bay is Elohim, it's Choctaw. And you've got Day. Day deals with the South Gate, deals with the Seminoles. Okay? This deals with the degree of the eternal zodiacs. So this deals with your Mexicans, your Cubans, and people in South America. Right? Shout out to 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 my Hispanics. Right? Then you got Al. Right? And Al if you if you look at Al, right? Al is a lot of times they can say it's unknown, but it deals with the creek and the Muskegee. Okay. And this basically deals with the law um descendants uh, the descendants of governors. I right? remember your your governors or your bays and your Ali's. Okay. So you gotta understand that it's all about balance here, man, when we're talking about this stuff. All right. So I got some more info for you. I'll bring it when we come back. We're gonna take a real quick break because I'd love to hear what y'all got on this topic. Um like I said, don't let nobody don't let nobody call you a title that you're not fully aware of its implications. Right? And and don't let nobody get that shit off on you. Don't let nobody call you no dame when you should be called a sir. Okay? Alright, we're gonna be right back. Um, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll come back and answer some calls. All right. I'm your host, Joey Bounce El Bay Ali. And this is the bottom line. We'll be right back. Have you ever heard of Prince Charles being referred to as the Duke of Cornwall? Or read the poetry by Lord Byron? Or simply watched an episode of Downton Abbey following the exploits of the family of the Earl of Grantham? Well, you may have wondered where these terms come from and what they mean. These titles, Duke, Lord, Earl, are all related to nobility. The nobility was and is a social class with its origins in feudal Europe during the Middle Ages. Feudalism was a social and political system in which a king of a country bequeathed land and political privileges to nobles in exchange for services to the crown, which usually meant fighting in war. As time turned to the late medieval and early modern periods, this system became more hierarchical and more convoluted, arriving at the somewhat confusing system we have today. In this video, I will be disentangling some of these complexities as I explain the ranks of nobility. The ranks of nobility changed from place to place and changed through time. Some systems were very complex, like in the Holy Roman Empire, whose dizzying geographical and political complexity was mirrored in the structure of its nobility. And some systems were more simple, like in the Empire of France, where Napoleon simplified the previously complex system of the old regime. We will be using the British system because it's the best known and is still in use to this day. There are five ranks in the British system. In order of precedence, they are Duke, Marquis, Earl, Viscount, and Baron each with their own female equivalents. In Anglo-Saxon England, before the Norman Conquest in 1066, there was but one rank in the nobility, the Earl. 
The term Earl has two possible origins, either coming from the Old Norse Jarl, meaning leader, or Ealdorman from the Anglo-Saxon, which meant basically the same thing. The female equivalent, Countess, gives a hint to what the rank was called in continental Europe. Count. Yes, like that guy. The Earl was the basic noble lord in feudal England, controlling the different counties. Yes, that's where that name comes from, of the land. Earls are to be referred to as Lord so-and-so and Countesses as Lady so-and-so. After the Norman Conquest, William the Conqueror introduced the Baron. In Normandy, the term Baron meant much the same as Earl, a representative of the king in different areas of the country, in this case called a barony. But during the melding of Anglo-Saxon and Norman societies, both terms were used, and eventually Baron became the rank of nobility below that of Earl. Barons and Earls, who themselves were automatically given the title of Baron, were often called to the King's Council. This tradition eventually evolved into the House of Lords. The female equivalent to a Baron is a Baroness, and while you may hear Barons referred to as Baron so-and-so, the correct form of address is, like with Earls, Lord and Lady. In the year 1337, the title of Duke was introduced to England when King Edward III gave his son the title of Duke of Cornwall, after losing his own title of Duke of Normandy. The term goes back to the Roman Empire and was used in the German and French lands after the fall of Rome. Originally the title of Duke was only held by royals, but was later expanded. It is the highest rank of nobility, and the title is only held by 24 people today in Britain. They traditionally ruled over duchies. The female equivalent is duchess, and dukes and duchesses are to be referred to as your grace. These three ranks, duke, earl, and baron, are the building blocks of the system, and subsequent ranks are derivatives of these ones. A marquis is the second highest rank, above earl, but below duke. The term comes from the Germanic march, meaning borderland, so a marquis translates to earl or count of a march. The word margrave was used in the Germanic lands before it came to England, being introduced by Richard II in 1385, whose brother-in-law was the margrave of Brandenburg. The title marquis was actually quite unpopular in the time after it was introduced. Many earls were insulted that the rank was placed above their own. The reason given for its higher ranking was because a marquis's territory was on the border, and therefore strategically more important than a normal county. The female equivalent is marchioness. They are referred to as lord and lady, and in some circumstances as the most honorable so-and-so. Lastly, we have the viscount. As the term implies, the name comes from vice-count, like vice-president, and the post originated as the office of the deputy to a count, or the sheriff of a county, but later it became a hereditary rank in the Holy Roman Empire in the 12th century. It first came to England in 1440 and was placed above the rank of baron. The female equivalent is viscountess. They are referred to as lord and lady. So those are the five ranks of the British nobility. Again, they differ from other historical structures of nobility elsewhere in Europe, and when you study those systems, some questions may arise. Like, why are princes sometimes placed below dukes? And why are some countries not ruled by a king, but a prince? 
or an archduke? And wait, what is an archduke anyway? And what's a baronet? Well, those sorts of questions we'll have to wait for another day. Thanks for watching. Okay, a baronet is like a hereditary knighthood, sort of. It's in the British system, but it's not considered noble. Whatever. Anyway, thanks for watching my video on nobility. Subscribe if you haven't already. Like the video if you liked it. Comment letting me know what you think. Check out some of my other videos if you want to learn more. Bye. You're listening to Evolution Radio. Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L. Where remedy meets preparation. Don't even think about changing the station. You're listening to The Bottom Line with your host, Joey L. What I got on like I was already rich before they caught on Play both sides, apologize, you still get shot on Sign a shooter, do walkthroughs, he don't drop some Once in my blunt, real muscle, this shit cock strong Lamborghini decapitated, the top gun I love this sloppy head, especially when she looking Got my pistol by the bed while I'm killing it Put, uh, Run that bag up through the roof, roof, roof She like bag, you a dog, I'm like roof, roof, roof Pay the car for a watch, this a two-tone coupe If I was lame like you is, I'd hate me too Blood sent the bell, then I broke this shit down Live by the code, never wrote this shit down I'm on morphine. I get what you get for a show whenever the dough swing. Trap snot nose, big boogers in the watch. watch. She a thot, stick my finger in a twat. And a pussy. Get in, get in, I pulled up in the latest. Water on me, I'm hydrated. Blew that money cause I made it. Tryna hit Cali and Kendall on curb, they related. So Deposit for like 80, I just spent it on my babies. Got big love for the West Coast. Good gas and Petro. My closet, Rodeo. Lot of all white, no mayo. Your stylist is childish, put him in detention. My clips got extensions like her on my Run that bag up through the roof, roof, roof She like bag, you a dog, I'm like roof, roof, roof Pay the car for a watch, this a two-tone coupe If I was lame like you is, I'd hate me too Blood sent the bell, then I broke this shit down Live by the code, never wrote this shit down They so fucking ratchet, got the strap in her gown If she a real bitch, she gon' hold this shit down Got my pistol by the bed, pistol by the bed Peace to God. We back. Uh, let's get back into it. So we're talking about ties and nobility, and um, I want to wrap it up with a few things here. Give you give you some more facts, right? Some stuff that that you can use, right? So, um, you know, funny thing about titles and nobility, right? And titles is that they really are all around you, right? Like for instance, you know, they call somebody a governor. Right, understand that a governor is a way for them to give somebody a title without um, essentially giving them a title of nobility, right? Um, but it, but they have they get they give them a certain amount of immunity, right? So, for instance, your your term sheriff, right? So the, the term sheriff that's a government official, right, with who has varying duties, right? Um, so basically, existing in some countries with Historic ties, right, to England um, is the word sheriff, right? But it also 
has historic ties to the United States and it has historic ties to Islamic culture, right? So in the United States, the sheriff is a sworn officer. In Scotland, sheriffs are judges. So in the United States, a sheriff plays a, um, a general role, right, in the elected county. And he polices unincorporated areas. Okay. Now, in the United States, right, um, the sheriff, he maintains the jails. and The sheriff deals with the, the courts, right? The sheriff is the one who makes sure that that constitution stays intact, right? Then you got Canada, right? And in Canada, uh, sheriffs um, deal with the provinces, right? So the provincial sheriff services... Um, Things like transportation, they transport prisoners, they serve court orders, uh, they provide security for the court system, they protect the public, right, stuff like that. In India, the sheriff is largely the ceremonial office, right? In Australia, uh, sheriffs are like your bailiffs, okay? So understand that these were all the six of the titles, right? So then you have to look at the title Sharif, Right, and this goes back to your title of nobility, right? Now, Sharif, which is Arabic for Sharif, Sheriff, Sharif, Sharif, Al Sharif, Al Sharif, Sharif, um, all are traditional Arabic titles. So the origin um, is the adjective meaning noble. So there's your nobility, right? High born. The feminine singular is Sharifa or Sharifa or Sharifa. Okay, uh, which is Arabic, and the masculine plural is uh, Asharaf, or uh, Arabic for um, as, as, Asaraf, as, excuse me, or um, it would be um, uh, Shuafa, right, or Tarafa in, in the Maghrib, right? And the Maghrib is the northwest of Mexico, right? So. Um, you can consider this part of Maghrib as well, um, Al-Aqsum, right? So in Morocco, right, several of the, the regal dynasties, right, have been qualified as the Sharifan being descendants of Muhammad, um, right? And the, the Shorfa is the, the, the Darija, as they call it, um, which is an Arabic term, Sharif. So in Morocco, the uh, the royal houses, uh, the, the Fadid, um, the the Idrisid, the Sharifin, the Sheriffin, right? The first known Sharif, which which was known as uh, Idris, uh, was the great grandson of Ali ibn Abi Talib, right? So I mean, this thing this thing goes pretty deep, man. We start talking about Sharif and Sharifin and understanding titles of nobility, so. Just to show you that the titles of nobility are all around you. They literally, or well, sometimes right in front of you. Okay. All right. So we'll give you something here, and then we'll go to the call lines, and we'll open it up. Um, all right. So and I'm going to read a little section here for you, and hopefully this will, this will clear some things up for you as well. Okay. Now, this comes from um, a matrimarium, matrimonia. Um, this is uh, Uriel, okay, and it says, it says, I once gave a lecture on the subject of inheritance and how science of language and time travel are directly linked. 
The jury revival, the public execution of Hoffner. However, during the lecture, I spoke on the importance of appendages, but for want of time, I was unable to thoroughly expound on the law, the chronology, and the science of appendages, such that now is not the case. Therefore, I beseech thee to allow me voice that I may gift the foreknowledge of the noble appendage. All right, and this is what he said. He says, there were two major types of inheritance laws in the high noble families, right? Now, I want you to listen to this closely because this deals with your inheritance, okay? The two major types of inheritance laws in the high noble families of the empire. The laws of the first type prescribed that only the male members of the noble family had the right to inherit land. So, number one, let me tell you something, right? And this is this is why this shit's so fucked up. My own family tried to keep me from inheriting inheritance, right? By changing my title of nobility, tried to use my shit against me. Now I'm telling y'all this because if you're not aware, you might fuck around and get snaked too. You don't want to get snaked. So listen up. The law of the first type prescribed. And only the male members of the noble family had the right to inherit land. Women inherited what they called familial lands only, and if the last male representative of their family had expired, which means the motherfucker died. According to the inheritance laws of the first type, an imperial immediate territory was a common property of noble family. Every male member of the family could claim a share in the common inheritance. Sometimes the family members ruled jointly, but mostly the male members divided the family's possessions. The imperial constitution only prohibited the division of land associated with the electoral dignity. In the western part of the empire, one can find the second type of inheritance laws. According to these laws, a noble's family's possessions could pass to female heirs despite the existence of males' representatives of the families. Let me let me read that to you again in case y'all missed it. In the western part of the empire, one can find the second type of inheritance laws. According to these laws, a noble family's possessions could pass to female heirs despite the existence of male representatives of the families. After the 15th century, ruling houses in the empire began to introduce uh, primogeniture. The right of the firstborn son to inherit the entire possession. Okay? Now, the imperial immediate territories were not divided among multiple heirs anymore. After the introduction of primogeniture, some territorial rulers granted their younger sons territories without the rights of territorial supremacy, known as uh, appanage or appanages. Right? So, the the the, the um, partable inheritance was one way of expressing the rule of the dynasty as whole in its land. Though many of Germany's princes preferred that their sons rule the dynasty lands jointly, so they had joint rule. Okay, now partition was recommended only should collective government prove unworkable. Now, with few exceptions, German princes. Houses, large and small, divided and redivided their resources throughout much of the early 18th century. Several dynasties were never able to reassemble their public lands, let alone private holdings. 
The drawbacks to partable inheritance were many, the advantages few. And yet, close examination suggests several reasons why the custom endured long before the Middle Ages. It solved certain political, practical problems. If a dynasty holdings were extensive, um, partable inheritance was a key in keeping their administration within the family. Right? Motherfuckers wanted to keep shit in the family. Okay? Now, territorial divisions were also considered to be a way of keeping peace among the male members of the dynasty. So the premise that a territorial inheritance belongs to a dynasty collectively gives rise syllogistically to the conclusion that all members of the house are entitled to a part of the inheritance. Closely tied to the idea of dynastic possessions as collective familial possession was that of the equality of all legitimately born princes in any given house. Now, for example, uh, Lorraine Arnenberg, right? The Mark Stein, um Jimmy, right? Partial, or what they call partable inheritance, had deep and sturdy roots in German constitutional theory, political usage, and even the very heart of Maine. The conduct of public affairs allowed no room for sentiment or tradition. So such views were obviously congenial to the consolidation of princely power through the introduction of primogeniture. Y'all gotta go look up primogeniture, okay? There was a way to substitute equity for equality with appendages, right? So in this procedure, um, cadet princes were given allowances and territorial livings, but no effective rule in government. How about that? It means that they, they, they would strip your fucking rule in government and then, and then just pay you like a prince. So basically, you wasn't worth shit. Right? Now, many noble houses had appendage uh, branches, right, of which they did this shit. Okay? Now, this part is important. right? Now, in the Holy Roman Empire, the titles of territorial dominion did not provide any additional rights to noble families. So, nevertheless, titles of nobility were always prestigious because they were associated with a greater political standing. So since the 10th century, when the empire consisted of several tribal duchies, remember I gave y'all that word earlier, right? Duke Herzog, ducks, was the highest non-royal title of territorial dominion. It was followed by titles of uh, Margrave or Margraf, Landgrave or Landgraf, Landgravis, uh, Count Palatine. Um, So the bearers of these titles usually had a rank of imperial prince. In the Middle Ages, there was no clear definition of the term prince. It was used mostly as a rank rather than a title of territorial dominion. Okay, So princes were, uh, when they talked about influential ecclesiastical and secular rulers with large territorial possessions, Okay, it was mostly a rank rather than the title. Okay, So, I mean, yeah, I'm saying this, this thing goes deep, right? And it goes back decades, right? Um, I'd recommend that y'all maybe get your hands on this book. It's a pretty deep book. It's got a lot of good stuff in here about this stuff. Um, and, you know, subsequently, this brother, he got killed in trying to uh, grant and see land back, right? This is all about land, right? These people, these people don't want you because of no land. Every day. All right, we're going to go to the call line, see what's happening out there. 
call lines wide open if you want to holler at me. Press the number one. We're going to go to 404 you on the line. Peace to the God. What's up, Joey? Peace to the God. What's happening, brother? Chip Chiller, man. I wanted to call in uh, uh, Friday, man, when he was talking about all that other shit on the securities. But, you know, yeah. the funny thing is, I was actually at Merrill Lynch fucking working. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When you talk about that shit. I was like, yo, that'd be inappropriate for me to talk about fucking securities yeah, you know, and all that shit. You know, all that shit uh, I talked about Friday, guys, you know what I'm talking about today. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I, I came in a little late, so I don't know the full subject. <clears throat> but, you know, still speaking on the whole security thing and the aspect. I remember it was probably about two years ago, maybe, maybe three. I had brung up 31 CFR 363.3, and it broke down about securities and all that and transferring of securities. But when you read what's going on, you have to look through all the different laws because when you read federal rules of procedure, it tells you who can bring an action or a suit and all that type of thing, right? You have to do it in what? Your proper person or in your true name. So when you look at the 31 CFR, which is free, it's talking about making a claim. And it talks about a minor and a minor account. What's a minor account? It's a minor who has not, it's a minor that's over the age of 18 who has not claimed his security. In order for you to make a claim, you have to do it in what? The true name. So I, I'm still trying to figure out why everybody keeps on it from the name. It's not theirs, it's yours. So what are you looking at? Um, 31 Code of Federal Regulations, 363.3 or 6? That's 3.3.3 and 6. Because one tells you definitions and it describes a minor, what a minor is. You see, my, mm-hmm. my whole point is... Because mm-hmm. talk about being born in equity. Being who? Born in equity. That, that's Just equity. Mm-hmm. Right. So equity ain't dealing with all this fuckery and fucking code. Fuck all that shit. Equity don't see that. Equity see what should have been done. You see what I'm saying? It's intent that's and right. purpose. That's, that's, that's right. That's right. But and, you and, have to bring that argument. Says what, what should have been done, right, is, is, is right. So the equity court was stepping in and said, well, that wasn't done, so we're going to make it done because it should have been done. Right, 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 right. Equity does not aid the volunteer. So if you volunteer to do some dumb shit, that's on you. Uh-huh. You feel me? So it's uh-huh. it's the maximum of equity along with understanding how to put it together because they're not looking at the style and form. They're looking at what's the intent and the purpose behind what was said and what was meant to be done. That's where, I mean, we can go through the Bible. We can go through all this shit dealing with this. Now, see, what's interesting about what, what we're talking about here is because I'm talking about titles and nobility tonight, right? And if you and if you notice, one of the things they try to do to keep you out of the, you know, the, the rat race or the money race, right, right. is not letting you have title and nobility, right? Because because then, then they can say, well, you're part of the lower class. You, you don't, you know, you, you can't get that. But then here's the beauty of it, right? Because we live in America, Right, uh, you you show up in equity, and 
you know, in your proper name, you know, so right. yours. It's a different game. It's a different game. I'm showing up in in my in my proper persona. Right, like you're supposed to, like the federal civil procedure tell you, because that's where equity that's is right. hidden at. That's right. That's important, right? And, and and see, the the whole title nobility thing is protected by trust once you're in it. That's it. Well, you already know if it's a trust, you got to be treated as a trust. You got to yeah. bind the judge. It's up to you to bind the judge and whoever you're dealing with, because you got to come in with clean hands and good faith. If you want equity, you got to yes, do it. Yes, you, you do. see what I'm saying? So nobody can lay false claim against any motherfucking body. That's the thing. And this is where everything is going to raise. I don't give a fuck about their statute, they code. Fuck their constitution. Because that state can't speak on fucking titles of nobility. They can't enter into a motherfucking uh, foreign fucking uh, trust. Yeah, see? there's nothing. You go back to federation and right. all that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Is the state, the state has no say so over your title of nobility, right? All the all right. the state can really do is is is, is either ignore it or respect it. And, and the thing about it is, remember, the state can't even grant letters of marquee. So when we talking about right. and, 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 when people try to take your inheritance from you, right, or or, or security, because remember, inheritance is also even birth certificate. That's just security. Right, so when that's stripped from you, you gotta show up in the real name. Right, right, right. You got you. You can't make you can't have shit until you make the claim for it. You see what I'm saying? Other than that, it's abandoning your volunteer, absentee, all those different things when you deal with equity. You right. see? Exactly. So by you coming in volunteering, it says equity does not aid a volunteer. You feel me? You volunteer for something, so he who suffers the loss bears the burden. Very true. It's, it's very true. People not using the equitable remedy opposed to the at law or the well, common law thing. That's I, your, I don't that's care. That's where your come. bill and come in, ain't it? Hmm? That's where your bills and I hear you. equity, like like the bill and key attempt. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you do the bill and key attempt after... You know, the claim is already set forth, and you already put the people who's supposed to perform like they're supposed to as trustees, according to the treaties and the articles. You know what I'm saying? That's why I don't get carried to the Constitution, because that's theirs. That's not mine. That's their trust in nature. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, that's over that's here. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what keeps them in check. <laughs> Right. Even in the state of Kansas Constitution, there's a clause there about creating trust to relieve poverty. Right? So so even in the state constitution, they have to make a way for you to be able to to, to not have your blood corrupted. Corrupting the blood. Right. Right, 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 right. Because we talk about titles. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you're looking at it, like uh, when you was breaking down the whole thing about the securities and all that, we talk about title. Title has to be properly transferred, and it can only be transferred with actual lawful money. You know what I'm saying? So I can't transfer it with other things unless it's backed by something. You feel oh, me? Got to go. Yeah. So the the whole thing is is 
transferring title. So if you, it was a dude on YouTube a long time ago. This nigga turned himself to a woman. He ain't have to go that far with his shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but he walked into the court and he transferred the fucking uh, title over to the fucking court. And they got the fuck on because they didn't want the responsibility because they had an obligation to perform. You see what I'm saying? Right. At that particular time. That wasn't the formal. It was, it was a notice that was given in court. And I'm sure, hopefully, if he was smart enough, he would have did it formally and noticed them and put them on notice of their position. That that, that oh, plays exactly. a big part. That plays a real big part. And they have to perform according to what was written because those things were perpetual. So it's no act, no law, whatever the fuck amendment they want to come with that can change what was written already. Correct. Correct. That's what yeah. people miss. Well, and, and you know, a big part of the problem too, you know, is is knowing where to get the, you know, where, where to actually start at with a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people will say, "Well, I got inheritance. I know I do, right? But I don't know how to claim it, right? Whether whether it's that 40 acres in the mule craft, right? Or you know, or it's actually right. trust money, you know. So it it starts with knowing, and then actually. Invoking the equity jurisdiction, which is right, right, right. Crucial. But remember this right here: it says that any organization created under the laws of the United States is a U.S. citizen. So mm-hmm. I stay away from their laws, and I do things according to the laws of the trust on how it's governed. You see what I'm saying? Right, correct, correct. Because that's outside of the jurisdiction. That's where it's supposed to remain. But when it comes to the claim over the title, that title and the name was granted to me by my mother. You feel me? I'm the grantee. Mm-hmm. So naturally, I assume the position as the beneficiary. Since no trustee's name, I'm going to appoint one. Right. Well, According to the whole thing about first sons, you know, being a firstborn son and all of that. You know, right. and that that goes to hereditary pass down. Yes, that, that's it. That's bloodline. See, they flipped you. They flipped the whole game. Because when you look at the Bible, the father is the one that holds everything. But in man's law, they give all that to the mother. You feel what I'm saying? Yep. That's why they're beating people up with child support. Because you're going up under man law. You didn't do what the Bible told you to do. You didn't use the give biblical laws. Right? You give on to the Lord what's the Lord. You feel me? We we understand when we look at lineage and DNA and all that. We know that the mother holds what? The mitochondrial DNA. Yeah, that's fine. But the father carries the name. And there's plenty of verses in the Bible that you can utilize with your argument to win your case that's dealing with your estate. You feel me? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That, that, that's what people not doing. You use what was given. You breaking the law. You breaking the covenant. The covenant was already given to you, but you're not utilizing it. So you the trust answer oh. right now. How you go use this shit in man's law, right? And you're not a pardon to they fucking indenture. Yeah, well, well, remember that's one of the reasons why they told 
told people a long time ago, we didn't write this constitution for you. Right. So, and it was for them and their posterity. It says it in there. Yeah. means United States. Go back to the Dred Scott case where it says that no person that's of African-American or African descent could ever be a United States citizen or was ever intended to be a United States citizen. So why are you still claiming something that was not giving you no standing? That whole case showed you you didn't have any standing claiming specific titles. That's why you didn't have standing because of how you came into the venue. First off, you shouldn't have been in that venue in the first place. Because we go back to where we talk about the uh, where you had before Congress was assembled and it created the United States. That's where you should be. Exactly. At. You shouldn't be under the United States. That's not your venue. That's not your jurisdiction. So automatically, exactly. your only thing that you put into these people is telling them where they're at error, and you've got to take it out of there. Put it in the proper place. Put them in their proper place by appointment. Have your claim already set and the standards is already looking good. And going into that right court because when you do it properly in camera, you know what I'm saying? In chambers, basically, you invoke the equity court. It's the same court, but it's it's the paperwork that makes it different. Yeah, well, the paperwork is the court. That that's correct, but you got to invoke the jurisdiction. You know how when you uh, file your case or whatever, and they show you like in this district or that for in chancery. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because yeah, because because then you actually are making them step into that role in those shoes. Right. Yeah. And now you got to yeah. bind the judge. Put yeah. Do like Solomon, bind the judge. Just see. Cause see what I was getting at supposed to. Exactly. And see what I was getting at yesterday with the whole idea of of dealing specifically with uh, securities and that birth certificate is, is you know once you're doing things correctly that becomes um, a a full faith and credit act. It is technically oh, yeah. once you authenticate. Yeah. So so you're supposed well, to be able to draw down. Right, right, but it, it's, it's with how I see it, I don't care about uh, the funny money that they got. I care about the full faith and credit. You see yeah, what I'm saying? Well, the full, if, if me the full trustee, credit is better than the funny money. Right, right, right. If you my trustee, all I got to do is send you whatever note or draft that I write up, and you got to handle that. And that's your position, Mr. Treasurer. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. Because you, you my trustee. So if I send you this note and tell you what to do with it, or international bill of exchange, I should say. You see what I'm saying? Because I'm coming from the empire. I'm not coming from the United States. Mom. Hey. Close my door. She's not in here. I'm not coming from inside the United States. I'm coming outside the United States. You dig what I'm saying? Right. So when I draw the international bill of exchange, huh? I said, I said, yeah, and that's why it's important to use the right giraffe too when you when you're doing your unsworn declarations and all of that. You know, that's one of the right, things right, you right, forget. Right. That can place you back in there right. real quick too. Right, I'm gonna give you an international bill of exchange, and it's coming from 
outside of the territory of the United States. Because, you know, the incident protections, all that bullshit, mm-hmm. that has to be made mm-hmm. clear. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because now, that's, I've you're an international left. Well, I've, I, you know, I haven't taught that shit to people in those seminars um, or webinars, but, but one of the things that is needed is, is, is a Q-sip. You got to get your own Q-sips. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. that would be uh, <laughs> your registered mail number. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. You can actually have them use that number um, and register it into that system. Believe it or not. Right. Well, well, when you say register, I, I like more special deposits. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so, so we won't say register because you, you know, right. register is a, right, right. Is a I'm coming term, from a different but, side. I'm not doing the general public shit. I'm private. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm not doing no special deposits. It's a difference mm-hmm. in the word. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When you deal yep. with the depository, you know what I mean? Yep. So it's it's all how you move and how you do shit. You feel me? We ain't gonna give out much of that info though, because we don't want niggas. Uh, you know, some of that. Well, we I mean, you can try, but you gonna uh, fuck well, up because you don't understand everything. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. exactly. I, I didn't say everything. You know what I mean? But no, no, but you, you know, but you know what though, and, and and to keep it real, man, you know, we at a point where a lot of this info where cat should be using. They're full faith and credit. Yeah, yeah, but they, you you have to be in that position to do that. You you see what I'm saying? You can get all these things that a lot of the uh, secure party creditor people talk about when you do it mm-hmm. properly. When you do it they, properly, they, yeah. They, they missing a big point on how to get it and have access. They yep. reading the shit, but they not saying what the shit's saying. Well, a, a lot, of, a lot of them are, are going too off of, off of that sovereign shit, man. That that you know that sovereign citizenship versus actually pulling the laws and using the equity jurisdiction the proper way, because that's what it is. You, you can't trade uh, equality for equity. Right, right, right. See, white people can't do what Morris can do. No, they can't. That's the difference. They they no, they, they have to. Uh, come in under some other shit. As a more, you really coming in like you're supposed to. Because right. you supposed to. That's why I talked about the nobility nobility tonight. Because you got you coming in with your title of nobility as a more, right, with the proper status. Yep. Shit, you 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 are a law merchant. You are you are and a, man, a true merchant. Right. That's all you gotta do. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling you, you walk in that motherfucking court with the proper paperwork and do it right, watch what happened to your case. Because don't nobody oh, yeah. want to be on the hook for that. Because by law no. and equity, the same mistake no. you try to claim from me or take from me, you got to give me yours. That's how that works. It's, it's a different ball game. I don't give a fuck about you giving me a number. We talk about what's equal. Remember in the Bible where they went to stone the prostitute and Jesus was oh, like, yo, he without sin cast the first stone. Ain't nobody <laughs> throw one rock, did they? Nope. Where's the equity here? Sin. You see what I'm saying? And sin equals death. Exactly. That's right. 
You see? So it, it's, you know, a lot of this shit go back to, they talking codes, man. There's a lot of Masonic shit going on. There's a lot of fucking... Uh, yeah, you got the Brutish Moors doing their thing. Still. You know, it never stopped. That's who's behind your slavery. Niggas who look like you. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. It's definitely niggas that look like you that still want to keep you enslaved. Yeah. So don't forget that. I tell people all the time, be careful what you research and read because you're going to find something that's going to tell you the truth. And then you're going to be indecisive and don't know how to distinguish what's going on. You're going to be pissed about it, too, because you you, if, you, if you ain't learned and studied enough, you ain't going to know how to, how to combat that shit. I mean, you know, they, these motherfuckers, they, they vicious with it, man. They literally want to keep everybody in, in a box. They want to control what you do. Yeah, you think they want to share the empire with you? Hell no, they don't. Especially when you ain't knowledgeable. You know you know what I'm saying? They feel they bloodline a little better than yours. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Come on. Uh-huh. <laughs> My people is dukes and earls and all this type of shit. And here you go, you popper coming up here <laughs> just because you learned something. You know what I'm saying? Man, that, that, that's the situation that you're in. You be your own people that do this shit to you. You know? That, you see it with your... You you can see it with the people that you related to. See how they attack okay. you on how you think. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you, you can probably be the first one to try to keep you down, dude. Right. You ain't no Take better than me. Motherfuckers told me I needed to. I'm you know I'm I'm doing my thing. They come telling me I I need to be more humble. You know and, and you know and my information nobody needs. Do, do, do they know the meaning of humble? Well, nope, <laughs> apparently not. Apparently, look not. at the meaning of humble. The root word. I'm talking about etymology. Exactly. Humble. You don't want to be humble. You don't want to be humble. Yeah, it's it, to have a lower, uh, a lower uh, version, a lower to basically uh, to lower yourself. Right. And I a pushover. A pushover. You know? Correct. Oh, yeah. This so, I mean, the type of bullshit, though, that, that, we, that we we have to encounter, though, man, fortunately, man, you know, when when you start waking up, okay, you start saying, okay, I'm going to wake up. I'm separating myself from all these niggas. You know, and sometimes you hey, fuck your family. Sometimes you got to do that. Fuck my family. Fuck these niggas. I'm moving the fuck forward with or without you. Right, 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 right. You see what I'm saying? But that that's the people. And, you know, I had to get that in me because I got tired of bearing the burdens of everybody else. And when yeah. I got shit going on, ain't no love for me. You feel me? <laughs> yep. So, but I'm, I'm holding up your weight and everybody else's weight. I'm helping all this shit and that and telling this. And it's a headache and... What I'm doing is compromising my life, right? So I done sacrificed. I done played Jesus. I laid on the cross. Uh-huh. You done nailed me to the motherfucker. I'm bleeding. Oh, stop poking me in my side, all this bullshit. But man, at the look, end of the man, motherfucking day, ain't nobody pulling me off the goddamn cross. Look, man, motherfuckers told me sometimes you got to carry your own cross in this world. 
I say, ain't that a bitch? Yeah. See, but all all the shit you do for strangers, keep that in mind. You do this for oh, yeah. strangers and neighbors. Well, we ain't gonna call them strangers. We are gonna call them neighbors. You do all this for your neighbors, right? And the appreciation that you get is ridicule and thrashing from a poison mind, right? Because their mind is poison. They don't understand. Oh, Lord, forgive them, for they know not what they do. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Man. This is what's going on. I, I refuse to believe these niggas don't know what they do. These niggas know exactly what they do. Yeah. And and sometimes what? they operate they they operate with that shit like they like they're operating in, in, with impunity. Okay, well look, if you take it that way, if you saying they know, then that would mean intentionally and purposely that trust that was created between whatever you thought was supposed to be, right? whatever the situation might have been that you had with them. That was intentionally and purposely done. So for, you know, outside of the benefits that you wanted. That's how you would look at that in that certain situation. You know what I mean? So that's how the court goes see it. They're going to be like, oh, well, it was supposed to do this and that, and you did this and that, so you at fault. So I'm going to give this over here to him based on what you did. It has to be equal. It has to be equity. Mm-hmm. It is, and it's equity. It is. It is. It's equity. But that's why I say, right. man, you know, at the end of the day, you know, that's, that's why it's important, man, for us to, to stay learned and study upon this information, you know what I'm saying, and to continue to build, you know, with, with like minds, you know, because at the end of the day, what's, what's going to end up happening is, you know, the tides turn, you know what I'm saying, and then it becomes your turn to show what you know, you know, to operate. Right, right, right. Right, 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 right. You know, but for and all look, the listeners, for all the listeners, I was just going to say this real quick, if you don't mind. For all the listeners, when you go into that court, that court case is an account, and they need you to underwrite that account. That's why the judge gets so pissed at you when you come in there saying otherwise. Now, you costing the court money trying to defend the case with people who work for the fucking court whether you hire them or not. So you really look crazy and you don't understand the position you're supposed to be in. You even going to be the goddamn trustee or the fucking beneficiary. And you can't be the beneficiary without the grantor appointing the trustee who should be the goddamn officers in the court. That got to be written down in the fucking indenture or it got to be already made. Somebody had to lay claim to the motherfucking title. Because that's what they're dealing with. The title. They're charging the title. Yeah, there you so, secure your position. Put your paperwork. Get it right. Alright, man. We're going to take a break. Um, and we'll get to some more calls in a minute. You're right here on the bottom line. Right. You kicking me out? Alright, uh, you can hang out. Peace to God. No, I ain't got. I ain't got with you. Okay. All right. We'll be back in a moment. Peace Peace to God. Pretty wings, your pretty wings, your pretty 
All right. And yeah, Hollywood was talking about like the corruption of blood is done until uh, you know your title and then you got to make notice of it after that, right? Yeah, you got to you got to uh, claim that title, man. You that's your name that was given right. to you. If other than that, right. you abandoned or lost that seat. That's why you hear a yeah, lot of people talking that bullshit. Yeah, it's, a, it's a tainter. It's, it's a tainter. So so basically, um, corruption of blood by which the person attained or was disqualified from inheriting or transmitting property right to his descendants. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Right. Now once you get so, the title so, of nobility, they can't take it away. Yeah. Well, not not only that, but um a, you know, a court can't step in and say, Well, you can't have your hair. Fuck you. Right, right, right. It's you want the order, you see what I'm saying, to where they can stop doing what they're doing by trading you. But in all in all, you got to think about it like this. If you come in laying claim to the title, you have, you're the entitlement holder over that title and that name. When you authenticated that birth certificate, you collapse that trust. Right. You own legal and equitable title to it. You just didn't say that. You didn't tell nobody you still right, abandoned. Right. You still gone. You lost. You don't exist. So people picking up your property, using it for their benefit, and they call that usufruct, right? Like usufructory type shit. They usually use that for the benefit of the use of the fucking fruit. The fruit is you. We talking natural shit. You know what I mean? Man has took natural law and reversed it and mirrored it. That's what Satan is. Right. I don't want to go into all yeah. this metaphysical. Well, 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 well. Here's here's the thing, right, right. Because when we're talking about the attainders, right, it basically deals with them being able to keep something from you for life, and then it entails basically like losing, um, even losing your life in some instances, but uh, losing title, losing property, losing the hereditary title, or even being able to pass it down right. to your kids. But look, right, that's like losing your heritage, basically. Let me show you something. Let me me point out something to you, Joey. Look, the same way the Moors wrote up eight documents and said it was perpetual, the debt that the United States owed. I don't give a fuck what organization was created under the United States. They still owed the fucking debt. The white man has did the same thing to what he calls the Negro the black man, the African-American, and whatever other title he gave him, he made it perpetual slavery. You see how he reversed the roles and did mm-hmm. the same thing that was done to him? Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. That, that's, that's exactly what, what they did. Yeah, that's exactly what they right. did. Because you remember, that's why I was telling people earlier, go check out that book, White Cargo, because that's exactly when they came over here, that's exactly what we did to them. Right when they got over here yeah. from places like Europe, we took away their titles of nobility from them. So they said, "Fuck it, y'all gonna be a U.S. citizen. We're gonna take your title and do it away from you." Mm-hmm. But they didn't have none. That's the point. They were servants. Remember, they ran from the fucking uh, Brutish Moors over there because mm-hmm. remember it was the uh, Islamic thing where it was uh, the beasts. They were fighting. 
And it was mm-hmm. like, you going to become this or that or you going to die. You know what I'm saying? The crusades, all that bullshit going on. So they ran because they didn't like the function of how things was going. So they came over here, and they dealt with motherfuckers over here, and they married some of the motherfuckers, right? Came in, and the war that started with us was because we didn't want to get a motherfucker's land or property. I mean, it's just right. a lot more than just that. They ran from over in Europe because of, they was running from niggas. Everybody think it was some white nigga. I ain't talking no wigger more. I'm talking about uh, Algamated more, a mulatto mm-hmm. who sat in rulership, who had control and power. That's what they was running from because they were still serfs. We're not talking, you know, I don't, you know, it sounds fucked up when I say it, but it's reality and it's the truth. They were servants. So, I mean, the the, the reality of it is, is that, you know, a lot of them, unfortunately, came over here, you know, uh, as slaves. And and that's where your Articles of Confederation Association actually began. A lot of them came over here from Britain. And and there's trees that was made to end a lot of that as well. Yeah, we helped them like that. Because they was... Them motherfuckers was drunkards, right? They was drunkards. They was fucking wild, violent, all that shit. They couldn't put no goddamn constitution together. We did that for them. That, well, that's they wasn't, fact. They, they wasn't. They wasn't civilized. Right? Know? No, they were retarded. We had to civilize them. They was fucking them. raping people, doing all dumb shit. We was really fed up with them. You know what I'm saying? You know, at the end of the day, yeah, that's how it was going. Yeah, we had to civilize a lot of them. And unfortunately, you know, um, a lot of that history has been forgotten. Yeah, I mean, that's what gives them their 33 degrees. You're still on your hand and knees. Mm-hmm. I'm a rapper. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? Look, you're still on your hand mm-hmm. and knees at 33 degrees. What the fuck? <laughs> Look on the couch. Look how look how it look. That's you, nigga. Well, look, I, you know I'm gonna tell you like this. I don't promote racism. You know what I'm saying? I think that it's true. I, I think I, I think that even even Europeans. Um, I mean, you gotta think about it, right? You go to Europe; they have a system um, of nobility that's set up uh, for their ruling class, right? So right. not all of them. Was was drunk, right? But a lot of them were, right? Uh, or or the, the, right. the 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 lower the lower class of them that they didn't consider to be their nobility. But here's the thing that we got to right, remember. Right, right. Here's the thing no, that we no, got to no, remember. No, part, part of their nobility right. though was us, right? But look, I, I'm just saying this for the record. Hollywood don't promote no racism anyway. You know what I mean? For the simple fact, Hollywood hop out for a person that's you know, resembling my skin tone, as well as I hop out for anybody that's being abused or done different or wrong. I agree. You know I saying? agree I, with you. I, I ain't got it's no. Most, most I ain't people, got no motherfucking limits. I don't pick and choose between. 
you know, most non-melanated people got black blood in them, if you want to call it black blood, right? So, what we got to remember, like you said earlier, sometimes they, a lot of that shit was our own people creating class systems. Right. Mm. Specifically, right. It, all I'm saying is, if a little European child ran out in the street about to get hit by the car, I'm going to save him just as well as I save anybody else's child. That yeah, child well, that's didn't, a you know what I'm saying? He didn't choose. But the real question is this: Would you share your land? With Are you sharing your land with him? <laughs> huh? Yeah, but that? the real question is: Are you sharing your wealth with him? Am I sharing my land? Your land or your well, wealth? Well, I, I, I got to go by tribal law. I, I ain't got nothing to do with that. I'm not the head of the. I'm not the chief. Now that's the difference. Now we're going back to tribal law. So that, what is tribal law? So, so what if tribal law no, says because, you're not listen, supposed to say the European right, well, let's say this then. Let, let's say this. <laughs> to say that. Look, regardless devil's if I did. share the land with you. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Listen. <laughs> regardless if I share the land with you, I'm going to make sure you okay on the land. I'm going to be oh, God. Yeah. Put it like so that. So what you saying? I'm going to be the government? To you. <laughs> huh? So, so, so you, you want to create... Uh, I said, so you want to create reservations? <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. No, man, when it, when it comes to that, man, look, government, your government was always and still is here. It was just nobody took the place and sat in the proper seat. That's, that's true. That's very it. true. Well, George Washington it said his ass on the, in that seat, you know, and they took the mail. Remember that. George Washington and them, they snatched the mail up. They went to the Sultan because niggas wasn't getting their mail. Okay. Right, <laughs> and, and, and here, here comes here comes George with his dirty ass. <laughs> oh, that, that was a, that was a mulatto too. Yeah, he was a mulatto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of course he was. So, we dealing with so, a whole I bunch mean, of people. Go ahead. I feel you, Bible. I do. I feel you on that. that. That that goes back to what I was mentioning earlier about titles of nobility with chieftains. Right, being a chief of a tribe, you know, and honoring, uh, honoring the nobility with, with, within your own group of people. Right, you know. I mean, yeah. I, I, yeah. don't Hell, they got a commander in chief? I believe that there's a there's a pot of gold. <laughs> Listen, man, I'm I'm from Kansas, man. There's a, you know there's a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, at the end of the yellow brick road for all of us. Yeah, Look, you know. Right, I feel you. Fuck the end of the rainbow. It's already in your body. Well, end mm-hmm. of the yellow brick road. You know what I'm saying? Like straight up. Right. Like nigga, we all can can go see the wizard. Right, but all I'm saying is you got to look at it for what it is. Remember, it's a commander in chief, a chief executive officer. You see how they keep using this word chief. Yep. Yep. Because what that mm-hmm. word they on this land. That's what I'm telling you. Yep. They pretend mm-hmm. costume yep. character. Mm-hmm. Well, well, remember, right? The governors, the real governors, are the are the banks. So, 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 what what really happens with the governorship when 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 you got a real bay, right? In that particular jurisdiction, then then the governor just becomes a sitting governor. Yeah, I mean, that's cool, mm-hmm. too. 
But I'm not looking mm. for the real bait. I'm not looking for the real L. I'm not looking for the real ill. I'm not looking for the, you know, none of that. The, uh, none of that. I'm well, looking for the real. Well, because you are that. Hold on. I'm looking for the, that. Let me tell you what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the real more. The real party of it? The real party in interest? I just want the real more. That's it. The the other names that we give particular tribes or sects, that's something totally different. I'm looking for the real I, more. I agree. I I agree because at the end of the day, and I think that's that's where the confusion comes in, right? We that's start it. that's no more. Yeah, well, we start using the tribes, and then you want to call yourself native to your state and all of that. But what about the more? Just the more. You know, the, that's it. that in itself, that in itself is a title of nobility. Mm-hmm. Ain't that's what happened in William Jungji and uh, Abraham Lincoln? Yeah, yeah, with Abraham Wait, Lincoln. He's a more. Yeah, that shit went away, Jungie, didn't it? Because he was a more. Yeah, the judge told him. He says, "You mean more M O O R or M O O R E?" Right. He said, "No, M O O R." Right. Right. So you see, you see the power of the title. Right, man. I, I ain't here to play no games with these niggas. Fuck that. I love you know, it. You know what I'm so saying? Fun. If you love it, if you like yeah. it, I love it, nigga. These police, man, man, fuck these niggas, man. Uh, they got some jinx characters. Listen, it, it, there's yeah, a lot of yeah, this question. Yeah, hey, yeah. you know, I think so, uh, one thing was what's really funny is there's a police department here called Northmore, and they spell it Northmore, M-O-O-R, and they put the dash between North and Moore. Hey, they put it in your face, my guy. You know what I mean? It's all how you talk to these people and what you say to them. I try to be pleasant. You know, I give them a pass. I be God. I approach you as God, but if you want that goddamn devil, I'm going to give them to you. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. Yeah. Hey, hey, brother, you, you got any more questions? I'm open yeah. to call on somebody. Yeah, I do, actually. <laughs> Go ahead. I was just letting y'all rock, though. But, hey, on the um, territorial dominions, that basically breaks down to, like, your original tribe and the customs so that you can actually den- uh, denote your title of nobility, right? Just like when you do your genealogy search. Mm-hmm. You can? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I did. I did mine. Territorial dominion. Well, so 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 I use I go back into my original state, right? In mm-hmm. terms, of, in terms of where I'm from, and that's how I came up with the tribe and all of that. Right? I didn't just pull some shit out of my ass, right? Um, you know, the tribe the tribe I used is it was actually in this territory, right? So, um. And remember too that the military likes to use territorial defense too. So you have to be real specific. You got to go back into the, the native uh, name for that territory. It's going to use the native territory. Right, 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 right. And uh, that's what you. That's what uh, my question is. Would that be uh, what you would go by with your title of nobility? Like that name would be what you would be by. I mean, you could, but your title of nobility, like so, so that's why we kind of went over it tonight because it depends on, on you know, on what what side you're coming from, right? Like I said, I didn't have people mm-hmm. call me sir, 
right? And, and then I said, okay, well, if I wanted to, if I technically wanted to use the Europeans in my family, which there are some, right? And I wanted to use her, I could use that. Or if I wanted to use the Aboriginals in my family, and, and you know, and go back under, you know, the Pasha, or the Sultan, or, or the El, the Bay, I could do that too, right? right. So that's completely up to you. You know, and I think that that's a personal decision. Like, I, I, I never wanted to tell somebody, you got to use this title. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and some that. titles got to be given to you. Correct. Correct. And that's what made me nope. think about it, because it was like, all right, well, you can't just come with one and you ain't doing no research, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's funny, because you'll see, you'll see a lot of Muslims using Ali. But how many of them actually earned the term to use the name Ali in their name? Motherfuckers, yeah, you, you get born with the name. <laughs> you gotta be like, like, what? Mm-hmm. You know, like, those are degrees and titles. You know what I'm saying? Are the nobility? You know, those mm-hmm. are degrees. The more is the title, but the Bay and the Ali and all that. Those are degrees of it. On where you those at? Are Right. You're supposed to be active in all that, in all that area. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? That's exactly. why he had universities mm-hmm. to show your universal knowledge and a universal understanding yep. about what the fuck you're learning. Yep. Yeah, I mean, learning. It's been corrupted on how it's been passed down to us, and we're not really seeing the true implications for what should be going on. Exactly. I agree. I think you know, that's, I think that's a powerful point. I mean, you 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 have to use a, a, a if you got to use a title, use more, right? But then when it comes down to the surnames, you got to pick the surname wise wisely. Because you know the surname right. doesn't go back to your family, you know. And, and if if you claiming that as a family, then that's cool, claim it. Yeah, but then you start operating equity with it. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and that's the thing. Because remember. When you take a title of nobility, they say you can't be a U.S. citizen. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, with me, you know, I'm going to tell you straight up. With me, if, if I'm going to come and I'm going to do what I'm going to do, it's going to be the House of Sanders II. You know what I mean? Or it's going to mm-hmm. be the House of Sanders, Walter II, bringing the goddamn claim. Right, family is a slave to you know the time when you look at on how they do it. That's why they uh those are legal words and legal terminology to pull you into a certain area. If they mm-hmm. go back to the kings and the, all the motherfuckers, they always say house of. They don't say family. That's correct. <laughs> yeah, they do. So when I come, it's going to be House of Sanders, Walter II. That's it. That's what's bringing the claim. Uh-huh. Because that's my lineage. Okay, I'll give you another example. The last one. Like like in Britain, they use the House of Lords. Right. Uh Uh-huh. And then, and then you got all of these different people who you got who use Lord, right? Right. I mean, here, right. here in America, if you rent from a motherfucker, what do they call it? Your landlord. 
Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You, you see how they use House of Windsor and all that kind of shit. Yep. They put the shit in the motherfucking say family of. They say house of. That's the subject. That family of shit. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's right. That's that's an estate. Yep. Right. So be correct on what you use your terminology. So shall a man think of so shall he be. So shall he be. Well, that one, I'm going to the floor, guys, to everybody else. Okay. Okay, I appreciate it. I got a couple more people I got to get in here. Okay. Peace, Peace, Hollywood. Peace. Peace. Let's go to to 917-796. You're on the line. Hey, what's up, Joey? What's happening, brother? What's up, Ice Cube? What's going on with you? Peace (laughs) to the guys. I thought... Uh, I'm talking to Hollywood over here Talking about fuck the police and stuff like that yep. Oh yeah, oh, oh Ice Cube over there This <laughs> <laughs> I said fuck, yeah. fuck the costume characters <laughs> Yo man <laughs> It's a difference Their characteristics are equity I, I, I don't see them They they don't, they shouldn't see me I'm not yep. wrong They making claim, I'm yep. making claim that's two who claim that <laughs> superior priority. That's all yeah, I'm no doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny that you guys are talking about, you know, uh, the title of the building and stuff like that. Um, there's a book that, I, that I'm reading now. It's called The Jews, Muslims, and Muslims in the Colonial, Colonial America. In Colonial America. I think that's what it's called. And um, it talks about how, you know, you had um, conversals, you know, people were or, uh, were uh, leaving their land for because of prosecution and stuff, you know. And, um, you know, yeah, that's how you got, like, you got your Protestants and the crypto Jews. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, and it's funny, and it's funny that, you know, that we got this cryptocurrency, you know. But if you look if you look at the definition of crypto Judaism, you, you you understand the correlation, right? Um, yeah, I see the book. But, I see the book written by Elizabeth Hirschman and Donald Yates. Yeah, that's a good book right there mm-hmm. to read. Um, but you know, we we also got to realize that a lot of these places that we we're talking about was actually not on the other side. You know what I'm saying? It was right here because. I got a map, you know, I tend to collect, I, collect, I like to collect map, or like old maps and stuff like that. And um, Spain, when they talked about um, Granada, the four Granada and Spain, they're talking about Spain down in Mexico, you know. Um, it was down um, by what you call Guadalajara State. And then um, modern day Granada is actually Colombia. Um, uh, Colombia, you know what I'm saying? Not Colombia. Uh, what do you call that? Uh, Colombia, right? So, you know, you gotta understand that, you know, you know, we kept we keep talking about over there. Everything actually happening here. A lot of these wars happen right here because this is the ancient land. So when you when you, when you put true. everything in perspective, when you put everything in perspective, I mean, the um. The congressional record of the annexation of Texas tells you 
where Granada is. It tells you right there. It was down in Mexico. And, um, you know, like we, we keep talking about, you know, the Buddhist Moors and all this other stuff. But a lot of us are, like, we're a mixture of, every, uh, of everything. You know, because a lot of us have um, uh, last names. Like, you know, like, like let's say... Um, you got the uh, Jamaicans. A lot of a lot of Jamaicans have um, Irish names, you know, yes, like they Patrick do. Yes, and they do. Dugu, you know. That's the colonization so effort. Right, but they they actually they actually came from that other side, you know. They were mm-hmm. a lot of, a lot of mm-hmm. people were the brut are brutish Moors and stuff, you know, and um, mm-hmm. they were leaving for you know. Their, their their area because of because of persecution and all this other stuff. So I mean, like that book is interesting because it, it really goes into that. It really talks. I'm gonna about dive into that. I'm gonna give me a copy of that book too. I'm on it. I'm yeah. Give me a copy or not. Eugenio. Eugenio. How you? You know, goddamn well this Hollywood, and you go fuck my I, name up like that first off. <laughs> so, <laughs> Look, you nigga named Hollywood. <laughs> you already know it. That's two D's, nigga, the last D for Detroit. Look, look, and second off, <laughs> check this. Read that motherfucking tree for Granada. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, yeah, that, that treaty, the treaty of, um, yeah, the treaty um, of Granada. That That's treaty right. is. is it's fire. It's some powerful shit, ain't it? Yep. Let me read that tonight. Now, are they bound it's, by it's that fucking treaty? Treaty of too, while you at it. Yeah, and Algiers, and all the motherfuckers. Yeah, there's a lot of different treaties you can read. Yeah, it talks about how... They bound, bound to. Yeah, it talks about how... Y- yeah. No, it talked about how the Jews cannot charge um, rent to the Moors and stuff. I mean, this was the surrender, like you know, when 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 the Moors were surrendering uh, Granada, and that was down in bro, that was down in in, in Colombia, you know, which is modern day uh, Colombia. Um, it wasn't over there, you know, on the other side, like people say and stuff. No, it was right here. Well, look. If, if that's the case, who own these fucking banks? What's what's supposed to be the nationality of the people who own these banks? The Jews. Oh, what? And the Moors ain't got to do what? They ain't got to pay, pay the no taxes. Pay the rent. Okay, yep. so what the fuck is the problem with the Moors? Or you want to be more rich? Which one? Exactly, yeah, yeah exactly. You want to be more rich or the Moors? Mm-hmm. Now, now here's the thing, right? Um, get you a copy of that treaty, right? And uh, I'm gonna tell this to people because a lot of people ain't gonna hear me on this. Get a copy of the treaty, authenticate it, all the way up. Then they give you the full page credit. My man, motherfucking Joey Bounce LB. I've been telling niggas to do that for the longest. You can do that with all types of shit. All oh, types no. of types. All types of dudes. 
all of that. And, you know, some of them you don't have to go all the way up with because all you need is full faith and credit for any court inside the United States. A district court at that. Right. But if you go all the way up, because go to the – look, I don't want to say it on the radio because they go change it. <laughs> they go change it if I say it on the radio. They always do it. Mm-hmm. But fuck it. I can't hold water, so I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> look at the motherfucking website of Office of Authentication, and they're going to tell you it's exactly you right every document that they fucking authenticate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It'll tell you right there. It tell you that you After can do freeze. It'll tell you you can do passports. There you go. Mm-hmm. So walk in the right way. Now, look. What is the authentication process all the way up? That's an annexation, a seizure, something checking from one place, place somewhere else. Mm-hmm. If you know what the fuck you're doing. Yep, exactly. And they give you full faith and credit. There you go. That's all I'm saying. I appreciate that one, Joe. Yeah. They've already been bankrupt, but they're getting ready. To, the money about to dry up soon. But I already tell people you see what uh, up, man. Yeah, you see well. the bank. What 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 you said, Joey? They're about to what? So you can you can see it with Wells Fargo when they close all the credit accounts. They're right. getting ready to dry up. Yeah. Yeah, no, they they, so, they just did the same thing with Capital One. They they, they actually they changed the accounts. They gave everybody new yeah. accounts. Yeah, my because they playing the money game, they're playing fractional reserve banking. So that means that all you're going to have at a certain point in time is full faith and credit. Look, look, my guy, my guy, listen to this. I told you I was working at Merrill Lynch, right? And on their wall, they had something saying that wealth management, that's what they're going to do, wealth management. What is wealth management? That means that these motherfuckers is operating as fucking trustees for the wealthy, right? The proper people that's coming in. So they're going to manage the wealth for them. they acting as trustees like they're supposed to. Right. That's why they're closing their fucking accounts. Because the fractionalized portion is gone. They can't offer that fucking credit out no more. That's what I'm saying. Come on, man. Watch the game. Look, 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 these niggas changing up real quick when you do real things. Trust me. Mm-hmm. The, the whole ball game is changing. They're not acting the way that they was acting. I Look, I've been looking at the news, and I see lawyers talk about constitutional challenges and injunctions. Really? Have you ever known, have you ever known a bank can be closed on Saturday if it's not a holiday? Right. The bank was closed last Saturday. Huh? And the only holiday that they celebrate on Saturday is the Saturday. The Jews. So now they close the bank on Saturday. Because the bank's trying to say, well, we protect the Torah. It's a change-up. It's a change-up. You better be right when it comes. It's all a matter of time, man. They, they're talking about August and September, you know? Mm-hmm. Let me me say one thing Equity Goes back to the beginning 
So it really don't matter. I don't give a fuck what kind of game that you play. Uh-huh. Equity reverts back to what should have been done. Oh, it should have been done. That's why right. it's important for this technology and shit accomplished. Because other than that, you're sitting in the status that's dead. Right. Nope. Don't allow you to do shit. That's a fact. That's a fact. So I don't give a fuck what they do. You know what I mean? Anything I come at you with is going to consist of motherfucking equitable motherfucking remedy. I, I, all the other shit, equity would not allow a statute to be used as a cloak for fraud. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's rough. That's rough. Hey, Eugene, right. you know, appreciate you, bro. Yeah, um, peace, well. brothers, peace. Peace to the gods. Peace to the gods. Fuck my name up like that. <laughs> hey, um, let me make a quick announcement real quick. Got a seminar coming up in St. Louis in September, and I'm also um I'll be in Philly um at I think, I think that one's scheduled for October. Um, so. Make sure you have to look out for the flyer. I'll send an email blast out. All right. Let's go to um, let's go to nine one zero. Can you say I come through? I got nine one zero seven five three online. Yo, Pete, George. What up, bro? Pete, you got? Hey, George. I just Yo. um, I, I just ran through um, I just passed ran into one of um, one of the brothers and stuff. I had to go in Walmart, right? And um. He was saying about he on child support. He's paying like probably about $700 a month. I'm like, man, you need to go on the, uh, get on the information, bro. I said, I said, I'm on the call right now with um, my, my nigga Joey right now. And um, he just walked away from probably about 60 seconds ago. But I was like um, putting the information out there for him because like he know about uh, Nazareth Cell and all this and that, you know. So he was like, oh, yeah, about the boys. I was like, I was like, listen, man, like, yeah, we all moors at the same time. They were teachers before Nova Juali, too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they were. So, um, you just got to mm-hmm. realize that, hey, you just got to realize, like, look, man, um, you got to get on the information, man, because if you want to keep paying them child support people, you say, yo, bro, I'm going to help you out. I'm going to pay you, man. You don't got to pay me nothing. You don't owe me nothing. I just want you to learn information so you can get free and help your family out, man. So, um, that's why I hit one while ago, bro. I'm glad to hear your voice, though, man. Likewise, good to hear yours as well, man. Um, yeah, man. Hey, brother. You give him a link. Put radio on the phone number. Yeah, I gave him the link to the, um, make more to your website and all that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, you know what it cool. is, bro, man. Um, I'm glad, you know, I listened to the show a while ago, you know what I'm saying, with the um, noble titles and um, just like I was thinking about when I was listening to it, like, um, H J R um seventy five resolution seventy five where it says um titles of nobility you know what I mean yep and um well you already you know the you know the you know the you know the breakdown I'm gonna pull it up yeah 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 you talking about the one for for Pennsylvania yeah the Philadelphia yep mm-hmm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so if y'all don't have this one, y'all can pull it up. It's uh, eight House Resolution seventy five hundred thirteenth Congress. Um, actually, hold on a second. 
That's what, that's what, that's what I want. Sorry. Pennsylvania rights and no law. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I need copies of that too. You got to. You got to. They call you what in there? They call you more rich. Yeah, that's what they're Hollywood still on the line. Are we going? No, I'm still here. That's peace, guys. Oh, shit. Peace, peace, Hollywood. Peace, guys. Yeah, Hollywood be angry when certain uh, topics. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because, you know, this Joey show, man, I, I mean, yeah. Joey thing. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So, man, yeah, so but they go back to what we were talking about earlier, though. I'm about to call you more rich. Something like that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Ish. Right. I, and I encourage people to, to go, take, go take a look. When I did them shows about a month or so ago on the color scale. Go take a look at the um the, the monthly color system, right? Yeah. Take a good deep look at that. You can see how what they do is, and this is true, right? Because they, they won't let you have a type of city that you exist. So, so how does how does determine your value? They, they got extra color scale, the monthly. And they that what you call value scale determines your value to the size. Uh huh. Take a look at that. Real crucial. Okay. Wait, say the say the name over yeah. again, bro. It's called the monthly color scale. Okay. It's used by the USDA uses it to, to determine your hue, your your value. Joy, do you have your blessing to uh, ask one question to the brother? Okay, uh, brother, now you talk about uh, a guy going through this and that and that and this. Excuse me. Now that guy, uh-huh. he had to sign some type of agreement with the child support agency, correct? Correct. All right. Now, I'm going to ask you one question. Where was the good and value consideration that was given onto that brother for him signing that to agree to pay that certain sum? Because it sounds like he's the only one kicking out something. It was nothing given to him except a fucking application. That's a fact. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, answer that question for me. What's the good and valuable consideration that was given to that brother that was the obligor to pay the whatever, whatever, whatever? There wasn't none. There wasn't none. No. It was a contract and a trust. That's what you call it. Oh, man. That's a trust. Because it had a notice on there, it had an intent, and it had a purpose when it was given to him. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Okay. That's a trust. But they like wow. to call it a contract. Uh-huh. So where's the good and valuable consideration? There ain't no. They didn't none. give him Wow. Where was the transfer of title and power of appointment? 
There wasn't none. none there is. I, that's, that's all I'm saying. Who's the trustee? Who's the beneficiary? Who's the grantor? <clears throat> exactly. And, and, it's like third parties. Yeah, you're talking about the child support, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is that so? Well, well you got to remember this, right? The court makes you a short. So they made him a short. And, and, and when they make sure surety, they, they make sure they pay. And, and see, what Hollywood is saying is really important because if you operate in equity, you could petition the court with, with, a, bill, with a bill of equity to, to protect you as a position. Right. Either that or you can come in uh, with something else. You see what I'm saying? You got to have a and you got a right to it. Right. Well, personally, I go in for the interest of everything that you're the underwriter. It's your signature that they're going against. Because if they didn't need your signature, they would be like, all right, we just going to throw this charge on your ass and you get the fuck off. They don't do that. You have to pay it. So they snap your signature on all these documents. And it's all these secure. That's being true. Man, this shit is cakewalk, man, when you do it right. Yeah, it is. When you do it correctly, it definitely is. Hey, Hollywood. What peace, up, hey, Hollywood. Um, peace, girl. Hey, uh, are you familiar with this uh, information for as child support? Because um, I don't know if you, do you have children? Because I don't, me and Joey, we don't have any. Yeah, I got children. I got four of them. You know what I mean? So I, I know what you're saying. The, the problem yeah. arrived when the answer, yeah. the notice wasn't answered. You see what I'm saying? Okay. It wasn't answered, rebutted. Yeah. And you didn't put your position in. You didn't question the standing of the individual that came after you. Uh, you me? Yeah. But Joey, yeah. you know, Joey got you, man. Joey got you. Yeah, man, go to come on, man. I did a whole, I did a whole webinar on child support. Right, what? Joey got you, man. Go to his website. Did you not want one of your own? Look, look, look. I'm on the phone. Did I get it? Okay, put it up there. Um, uh, I'm on the phone. Yeah, bro. Yeah, Joey got you. Go to Joey website. He got you. You got a whole webinar on that shit. Violation and separation of power. Okay. Unconscious. Bro, I got a whole webinar on this, man. This is yeah. like I got no kids over I ain't, I ain't, I ain't helping you. I'm to beat that shit all the time. I'm like, hey, we're going to keep it moving up. Appreciate you, bro. Okay, okay, G. Peace, right. y'all. Be easy, man. Love y'all. Peace. Yeah, peace to the guy. He's Joey Webster. He got all that damn background noise. All right, man. Look, that's the show. We're getting out of here. Um, appreciate y'all, man. I'll be on Friday. Make sure you got y'all. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Open for on Friday. I'll be on. Uh, St. Louis seminar coming up. Shelby's coming up. All right. Hollywood, appreciate That's you sitting in, God. brother. Peace I, to the I, God. I appreciate uh, you, my brother. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, no doubt. No doubt, man. You Hit know, me up sometime, my guy. I, I, yeah, I, I got you, brother. I got you. I got you. No, I don't mind you coming right. So it's all good. Not tonight. All right, man. Not tonight. That's our time, man. We out of here. I'll holler at y'all next Please. week, man. Original gangster, black clothes and bangers, bullet shells and chambers, fill the L's up. We stay low from the rangers, cause they tryna tame us, but we brainless. And just think I'm one sellout record away from being famous. 
shit, I guess I ain't it. You can paint it how you may, but I remain this gangster to the day I lay where the worms stay. I spit it for my niggas' sake. I spit it for myself a long time ago. Got a few houses, few whips, few condos. I'm so straight, I'm pointing. The game is certain, and baby boy, the ointment. Baby boy, the president now. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.